Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we, we speak. speak. Coming to you from the X Access, it's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this John of All Trades podcast promo. Each Wednesday, I bring you a brand new interview with someone fascinating and ask the question we all ask when we meet someone new. Hey, what do you do? It's fun, informative, and it's the 2017 Westward Reader's Choice Award winner for Best Denver Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and johnofalltrades.us. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. This is Justin Neal with the Average Joe Geek Show. You're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Pop Culture Con. And you can buy tickets right now for Denver Pop Culture Con. I'm sure they're going to start having announcements soon as they've started invoicing people. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure they're going to start announcements really soon. Um, speaking of Denver Pop Culture Con, if you go on to Real Nerds Podcast and you search under Denver Comic Con 2018, you'll find our interviews from uh, this year at Denver Comic Con. And they're all, I listen to all of them. They're actually pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us. We're pretty fun listening to them. Were you able to handle? Most of them were hosted by Zach or, or James. Yeah, did well. I mean, mine were better, more focused, <laughs> better job asking the questions. But um, but you guys did great. You just turned it down when I said you guys That's did great. True. I just I just deleted the part where you, you did you, de- you didn't delete the part where I made fun of you. You deleted the part where I said you guys did great. Oh. No, I you know this year um, I took on so many freaking panels. Yeah. That it started overwhelming me, mm-hmm. and I had to do like the booth stuff. Um, so uh, you guys bailed me out when I was like, "Yeah, I can do that." And um, yeah, yeah. So because yeah, you know we're a team, and that's the most important right. thing is be a cohesive unit. Yeah. Um, but no, they're fun. If you, uh, a couple of my favorites, um, was, of course, the Monster Squad because I love the Monster Squad. But uh, Liv Hayden was a really fun interview. Mm-hmm. She's really nice, and she uh, likes movies like we do. Uh, we uh, talked about some. Goofy movies like Zombievers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I should make sure definitely listen to them. I'm um, hoping I'll be able to get them all in the uh, RSS feed over Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. So, so. But you can listen to them on our website, and yeah. they're starting to populate on Stitcher, too. So They shouldn't be. I mean, two of them did because I put them yeah, there. Yeah, the Wolfman's got Nards did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so make sure you check that out. And our website looks great. Brad redesigned our website, too. It does. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Finally got that theme to work. And, uh, new and improved websites. Um Awesome interviews. Speaking of Denver Comic Con, we need to apply for our uh, programming. Oh, yeah. We need to yeah. figure out. So we can do a panel? In- instead of just kind of hoping that they give us one, we should actually apply for a panel. <laughs> no, you know, and I, I, <laughs> and, uh, me and Brad had an idea. I think it would be fun to do like a Joe McHale thing. Um, you mean get canceled? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're only doing one show, so we're good. Um, but, like, I don't know if we can run clips, though. We can't. No. So we'll have, <laughs> we'll have to figure something out. We already went through this like two years ago. Uh, yeah. 
maybe do like a live read of something like sure. actually uh let's t- we should take a, a like a famous movie rewrite it as a parody of something and then perform it <laughs> well i i don't mind that idea but then i have to count on you guys to be performers and <laughs> that's what really scares me well, i think what's funny is when everyone trips up like that's where the magic happens well i mean we did perform that star wars shakespeare before ours that while was we're trying to yeah set up we'll figure it out See, we'll we, be there if we like redo some i don't know what's a movie we didn't like and then we make it awesome. twilight <laughs> that's like an hour um... long um can you play Edward Hendrick? Like? <laughs> can I wait? Can I play Billy Burke? Yeah. Yes. Can I play Werewolf Boy? <laughs> I don't even know his real. What is his name in the movie? I uh, can't. Shirtless. It's Jacob. Is it Jacob? Yeah. <laughs> you sounded I'm, so ashamed. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to he know didn't it. even it's need to look Jacob. at his phone, dude. I'm fucking ashamed. I can't even remember what. I'm oh, sorry. The, Edward. <laughs> Edward Cullen. There we go. I'm like, what is the name of I didn't Robert his last Pattinson? Name. Edward Cullen. Yeah. No, I remember that guy big time. Bella's yep. one. D- Good yeah. time. Shoot me now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did re um, do the they artwork for Twilight. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's... Can I play Anna Kendrick? Oh, that yes. reminds me. I have posters of that artwork for you guys do in you? my car. <laughs> <laughs> of like the like the 10th anniversary? Yeah. Oh, shit. When I went to see Venom at uh, Flatirons, <laughs> there was just a table full of them, so I, I grabbed them <laughs> ran out the door. Oh, man, there were, uh, there were Fantastic Beasts posters at the Alamo today, and I didn't grab one. Why would I grab one? Where am I going to put it? I'm out of wall space. There's nowhere to put anything. <sighs> yep. Anyways, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie, and we podcast our experience of the world. This week, we saw Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, remember, guys, it's Grindelwald. It's German. Grindelwald, yes, yes. yes. He's it's, very German. It's German. I'm not going to mess <laughs> with my episode title this week. Yeah. It's, uh, there is an actual town. I think it's in Sweden. Called Grindelwald? Yeah. Oh. Sweden, I want to say. I might be wrong in my geography, but I think I'm right. If it's German, maybe Austria or Germany. Uh, so it is. It's, no, it's not in Austria, but it's. I'm pretty sure it's Sweden. Um, but it is. Uh, German is the official language of that city. You know what I have? I have Google, and um, Google will tell me. <laughs> what? What's this your phone on, doing right now? This week huh? on Listen to Us Google Things. <laughs> yeah. M- hang on one Where second. Where is Grindelwald? Where can I buy Which 100 is my, my, my new favorite <laughs> geography video game. He's in the Wizarding World. Where, uh, where, what, the, what did I say? where in the Wizarding say World is Grindelwald? Sweden. Uh, Switzerland. So kind of close. Yeah, both start with S's. They both start with S's and W's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One is more neutral than the other. Mm-hmm. hey <laughs> Anyways, we also talk about movie news, uh, stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray, movies we've been watching. Um, we also like to party. Um, I don't know about uh, you guys. We like but, long, long walks on the beach. But last night. I popped popcorn. I mean, my kid watched The Princess Bride. Aww. So yeah. There you go. Yeah. He actually, he's been pretty cute lately. He's asked to watch movies. And so uh, uh, I won't talk some of them, what we've been watching, but like he picked Toy Story, The Incredibles, um, The Princess Bride. And um, yeah, so he's been picking some fun movies lately. Just wait. Next That's week good. he's going to ask, Dad, can we watch Twilight? Get out! <laughs> no, he'll never know what that movie is. <laughs> sure he will. Anytime he comes over to Uncle James's house, I'll be like, do you want to watch Twilight? <laughs> and, then, and then you know what? They'll be like, okay, that's fine, because Uncle James will have to buy it. And then... Uncle James already owns it. Oh. What? what? So you've bought got, in it. Uh, yeah, I got the box set, because it's stupid. Uh, I like the I like the idea. Sure. Of James cannot be trusted with money. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is definitely true. Uh, we know that. Yeah. Um, no, it got cheap, and I was like, well, you know... 
What if Brooks wants to watch it sometime with me at, while I laugh at it? When would when would that happen? Actually, like this week we were sitting around and she was like working on some craft because she's an adult and does crafts. And, uh, the and, fuck? and, and, and I'm like, over here like, man, I'm missing my amazing Spider-Man 462. Yeah, I was like, I was like reading through my list of movies I need to see before the end of the year. And I was like, well, you know, I'll throw something on. And I was looking through, uh, through, I think Amazon. And it was just like the fourth one was on there. The, the C-section one. And I was like, I'm just going to start this. So, so the point of the story is I did turn one of them on this week, but I didn't use the Blu-ray I have. I just streamed <laughs> it because that was convenient. Free um, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was I'm like, you stupid. didn't rent it, did you? No, 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 no. And we got like two minutes in and she was like, oh, uh, this is, oh, no one wants to watch this one. And I was like, yeah. No we turned it off. <laughs> no one wants to watch any of them. So that's why I own it. Oh, okay. It makes sense. Fair enough. It makes sense. It makes sense. I I own Rocky Horror Picture Show. What it are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Well, all right. But that's 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 better. actually for your wife. Yeah. Is that is that better? Is it on yeah. DVD? Oh, yeah. Yes. So it's unwatchable on your 4K TV. Uh, probably. I don't I haven't watched it on that one yet. Yeah. I need to test um, more blue more DVDs, but like those yeah, Avatar DVDs were unwatchable. Some of them yeah, are tough. Uh but I watched uh I watched a Cary Grant movie and it was pretty good oh, okay cool yeah. did the porky pigs work okay oh yeah porky pigs fine so the newer uh i think the newer like encoded ones are okay okay oh um, maybe that's what it is but so i mean stuff like dead man on campus is like from 97 yeah. so well and any probably depending on like how high a quality the dvd mm-hmm. actually is right like, yeah oh absolutely so my know. infinity film version of elf won't work <laughs> oh no it probably look pretty good <laughs> hey this is movie news no i won't do it I refuse um, to do movie news. This no, we can't. We can't do movie news. This is no. The first step to recovering. Just movie news. How's Stan Lee doing these days, guys? Got oh. <laughs> it's real news. No, he didn't. Oh. So Stan Lee, you horrible away. man. What I miss? Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's it is sad, you know. You, you think about uh, how much he chased, he shaped my childhood. I mean, I don't know about you guys. When my parents first got divorced, I had to go to a new school, didn't know anybody, and the only thing, the way I made a friend is, uh, do you remember those old Marvel cards? Uh, that was, it'd say famous battles, or it'd be Spider Man, Green Goblin. Hmm. So Spider Man versus Green Goblin. This is how I got. This is a true story. Of how I got into Spider Man and Green Goblin. So famous battles, Spider-Man versus Green Goblin. You flip it over, it tells the story of Spider-Man versus Green Goblin. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then you start collecting them all, and you realize that all the characters you like are made by Stan the Man Lee that also has a card. And he's a part of your life for so long, whether it's narrating video games, whether it's narrating cartoons, whether lately showing up in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go back, I mean, I can go back to seeing Mallrats on VHS yep. and with Stan Lee. Um, yeah. But he's such a he's such an icon that you it's weird without him because you can always picture him in something. I mean, he's in the Spider-Man game on PlayStation 4. Yeah. I mean that I just played. Yeah. Odds are he's And he's gonna... in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I mean, he is Is he really? Yeah. Uh, cool. Odds are we're going to see him twice next year. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's going to show up a couple of times. Fairly sure those are among the cameos that he like pre-filmed. Oh yeah. yeah. I hope that like regardless if 
like yeah so they'll run out of the pre-filmed ones but i hope they find a way like i think it was venom or something had like his deadpool picture 2. on deadpool 2 oh yeah had his picture on the side of the building in like graffiti art so yeah. they they find ways like that to like keep him in the movies oh i mean they have uh, or are they peter so fishing the, him i was i was okay like i i got through it the only the time i finally cried was the video that marvel put out where they had interviewed a bunch of people and there was a woman at the end and the last thing she said was she said that there is never going to be a world without Stan Lee. And that's when I realized, yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, that idea that, like, no, yeah, we're going to see him. I'm going to see Stan Lee for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. both in, you know, yeah. the movies and stuff like that, but also in all of the stuff that he created. Um, yeah. And yeah he, it's incredible. And, you know, I, you guys know this because so he came to Denver Comic Con two years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago. Yeah. And I was like, man, 100 bucks for an autograph. That's so much money. And you didn't have to, but I, you know, um, you guys talked me into it, helped me get it. And I, I'm looking at this table. I'm like, I should get like a special comic too. That has like, you know, Stanley like world or I forget what his like yeah. um, thing is. So the I go, a wonder. Uh, no, it's just, this like Stanley con or I forget what it said on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so I pick a Spider-Man. It's a black and white with Mary Jane mm-hmm. and it was Sunday. And this is how long I was like waffling between doing this or not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then at the end of the day, you're like, you know, am I ever going to see him again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was Sunday. And after I do all my previous commitments at Denver Comic-Con, which are always a lot, and I get the comic and I look over and his, there's one dude in line. And it's just what? just one dude and Stan Lee oh, and me. Uh, but I mean, he's probably already signed thousands of autographs. No, I, I, yeah. like, I didn't do it because I figured it'd be like a huge line. Right, exactly. Um, so I, I, I walked over there and, you know, he, you can already tell he's old. He, can't, he has a hard time seeing because he was 93 at the time when we were there. So he had his helpers like point to where to sign on the comics. And so I got up there, and I was the only one in line. And uh, he signed, and I said, Hey, Stan, thanks for making my childhood uh, lots of fun. And he said, Thank you for being a true believer. And I'll, I'll always have that. you know, like yeah. Even though it's Sunday, and I know he's tired, he's signed thousands of autographs. Yeah. And he still had that, Thanks for being a true believer. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's stuff that I always liked, you know, whether it's Excelsior or True Believer. Or um, Spider Friend. Spider Friend. That's my um, favorite one. You know, and I always loved. Uh, I, I, no prize. Yeah, no <laughs> prize. You know, and he, he read to Stan Soapbox. You really go back and read him. He is pretty fun in him. And, yeah. Uh, so he's very he's, poignant too. Oh yeah. So he's such a giant. And it's when someone like that leaves. And you're right, James. I mean, the lady said it right. He'll never be in a world without Stanley. Right. Because he created American fairy tales. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's an American fairy tale. I said it in the. Uh, because I did one for the Instagram feed, but I did one on my own feed on Instagram, um, which was, uh, I think, other than Walt Disney, there's not another creator within the modern lexicon who's done that much um, in the th- that we've known within the last hundred years. Yeah, and he's also a guy, too, that he was um, – he got some slack because he's the guy who always been front and center. It's just because everybody likes him. But he's always been – uh, willing to share credit with people. Mm-hmm. You can go back. I mean, if you go back to the Spider-Mans, uh, the Marvel way, for those people who don't know, is the artist would draw. They would work on a plot together. Artists would draw it, come back, and Stan Lee would fill in the bubbles because he was doing like 12 books a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was Amazing Spider-Man 20-something. He started giving plot credit to Steve Ditko. Mm-hmm. So written by Stan Lee, art and plot by Steve Ditko. Right. So he was already doing that. And the other amazing thing I I heard on uh, Fat Man Beyond was that he, he was so prolific. Like the things he's known for happened in like a ten year span. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then he just coasted on the brand after that. 
and I mean, he's such an ambassador for comics. I mean, you're talking about a guy who would go to universities and talk about comic books. If you really want to get into the inside of early Marvel with Stan Lee, uh, there's a great book called uh, The History of Marvel Comics by Sean Howe, mm-hmm. and it's really good. And it, it talks about all of that stuff and um, some of the bad things. But, I mean, you can't have – I mean, not everybody's going to like them and not – but as far as being a creator and as far as being one of the most important people in American history, I mean, it's undeniable. Yeah. It's undeniable that we have movies that we have now because based on characters that he's made. Right. And you can and say even, and even beyond that kind of scope. Yeah. yeah, you can say, well, you know, it's modern now, but a lot of the themes are Stan Lee's themes. Oh yeah, you know, Captain America wasn't created by Stan Lee, but that Captain America was created by Stan Lee. Yeah, the Captain America that's frozen in time, man lost in time, you know, comes out of the ice. Yeah, right. that 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 Captain America is a Stan Lee Captain America. Yeah, um, I think that the I don't know. I, I was I, it was weird reading it on. Um, Monday because like, I, I read it right in the middle of a shift. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to process this while I'm moving a couch? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's one of those things where I don't know how to feel. Yeah. Because it's, he's, he's so prolific. It's prolific. And I mean, my favorite, my favorite character of all time is Spider-Man. Yeah. And I mean, I collect Spider-Man and every, my world is created that I love is created by this guy. Right. Um, I mean, stuff like, I mean, even silly things like the shocker, the green goblin, um, I did, I did. Pace Pot Pete, you know it's, <laughs> it's the Trapper. Um, but like <laughs> it's uh, it's just things that you take for granted. Yeah. I mean, Doctor Doom is one of the greatest comic book characters ever. Magneto, greatest comic book character, one of the greatest comic book characters ever. Yeah, give humanity to these people. Um, I I because I, I I didn't I haven't cried about it, and I'm sure there's going to be a point where I do. Like it'll be delayed, but um, you know, like I mean, I got into I mean, I don't read comics as much as you guys, but I read them enough to be overwhelmed by Steve or by Stan Lee's work. Um, one of my favorite graphic novels of all time is Marvel's, uh, the Alex Ross thing because yeah. of the story they're telling. And that's not possible without creating that world. No, it's, um, and those characters and, uh, the, uh, but the big thing that I love about it was that he wasn't, is the ambassador role that he had. Yeah. Um, like if he was the guy who said, why not, why not feel for these characters? They can, oh, they yeah. don't just have to be punching people. They can also have an emotion while they're punching them. And you know, that's something you always fight with. I mean, I love the story of the creation of Spider-Man Yeah, because he took an idea of the spider mm-hmm. and he, instead of using a gun, Steve Ditko was like, well, have about shoot out of the wrists. Yeah. And they, they told him like, well, you put it in amazing fantasy. Cause no one's going to want to read a book about a teenager with problems who dresses up like a spider. People don't like spiders. And you, but you make him relatable. Yeah. He's a guy who has to worry about paying rent. He's a guy who has to worry about his girl problems. I mean, having Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane as a girlfriend isn't really a problem to me, but <laughs> hey, you know. And those are the, like, and I used to kid you about those a couple of years ago about, like, these are the reasons I don't like Spider-Man. But, like, the truth is, is, like, even for all the jokes I can give, like, I loved Spider-Man when I was a kid. I, I know. Like, the, I mean, the, the reason you like him is because, because he's, he's one of us. Yeah. Um, but the X-Men films also like my, fa- my, my, my folks could give two fucks about comic books, but they love X-Men movies and they love Wolverine. They love all that's not possible without Stan Lee sitting down and going like, I'm going to mm-hmm. do this, this, uh, this, uh, equality allegory, uh, but set in a school in, uh, Westchester, New York. And that's one of my favorite, like comic book, like character, like collections of all time. And, uh, but like the one thing though, that I noticed when he, when, when reading that news, I was like, kind of relieved because i know that for the past two years he's been going through some bullshit with yeah, people taking yeah. advantage of him 
Um, whether I don't know the full thing on it, I just I've read enough to know like something's up, and I hope he doesn't have to yeah. suffer through this shit. Yeah, the estate will shake it out, but yeah. the I think it also you know shouldn't go unnoticed that that he's a guy who set a lot of standards for a lot of other artists who came after him. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the things that that you know adding that that layer of meaning to a lot of his characters then opened the door for a lot of other people to do that. And he's also the guy who was the first man through the door on the comics code to actually break that thing. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, he was. Like, he was the one who had to be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's the, in my opinion, the the worst um, censorship in America Absolutely. ever. Um, and he was the guy who finally was like, and, you know, had a really good reason to do it, but yeah. he's the guy who broke it. And, and after that, and we he got and it- a lot of really amazing comics and art, um, you know. So. Yeah, and you know, and it, it, his influence reverberates throughout the whole comic industry. Yeah, because Batman before Stan Lee was he was defined by his his parents were murdered. Yeah, but he he they gave it more weight. They gave it more that he's driven by it. Yeah, um, not just because he wants to stop crime, but now he carries that burden with him. That's a Spider Man thing. Mm-hmm. Right. That burden of guilt is Spider Man. Because mm-hmm. um, it's other it's other artists looking at the work that Stan does. Exactly. And like, well, what can we do to apply this to? Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman, whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, All great characters, but you, Stan Lee helped shape making him more human because that's what people wanted. Superman's a great character to a point. Yeah. But what, what grounds Superman? Losing his powers. Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing. Nothing grounds Superman. <laughs> yeah, He's the worst. Um, but I, I, I will say, though, that like I'm glad that you got to meet him. I had that chance, uh, I think, the same year um, that you got to meet him. I don't know if it was the, or okay, the year you were after. At Palm Springs. I was at the Palm Springs one. It was a con that he – the whole impetus of that con was his. Like, it mm-hmm. was going to be his con. And, like, I didn't I didn't pay the money to go meet him. I didn't do the thing because I would have told him, like, dude, I think you're ten times more dashing than Errol Flynn because <laughs> uh, I thought that would have, yeah. like, made a chuckle. But I did get to see him. Riding around on his motor scooter, still pleasing his fans, and I and I stood, yeah. I stood there like smoking my cigarette, going like, "That's a fucking badass right there." And you, <laughs> and you never know when you have an opportunity. I mean, I could have met Stan Winston at Comic Con. I just want to shake his hand, but Brad's like, oh. "Let's get the fuck out of here," and he died like two years later. Oh my god, he was conversing <laughs> with friends. I'm like, I just want to shake In his hand hall. and say how amazing he is. Mm, and Brad's like, "Fuck you," and fuck Stan Winston. I had a chance to meet Stan Lee, but then uh, I shut the elevator doors and I was like, "No room for you, old man." <laughs> <laughs> it's full, and it was empty <laughs> except for me. Oh, <laughs> that spider friend hurt my feelings. That's just a joke. But no, Stan Lee will definitely be missed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but always live on. Yeah. I can always I can always crack open a Stan Lee comic book. I, I know Brad doesn't like putting in clips, but I would really be happy if he put in the Mallrats clip. <laughs> uh, the whole so, scene? <laughs> no, 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 just a section of it. <laughs> Don't do uh, it, Brad. It's fine. On a, on a normal... the part where he walks the opposite direction where he started. <laughs> hey, look at that couple. Boy, they sure seem to be in love, huh? You know, what's with that? That's the second time you've commented on couples in love. Well, I, I like that sort of thing. Tell me, do you have a girlfriend, Brody? Had one. We just broke up. The thing. Is this dork made of orange rock like the rest of his body? <laughs> it's a superhero secret. Tell me, Brody, uh, why did you and your girlfriend break up? She was a pain in the ass. She wanted me to be this typical boyfriend guy. Said I was too into my own world of comics and all. Yeah, I can relate. There was a time when it was all about comics for me, you know? I, I had a girl probably the same as yours. She always complained that I spent too much time with my own comics. And uh, 
Eventually, we broke up. See, what did she know? Here you are now, a legend in the field. Probably had a slew of women since her, am I right? Oh, lots of women. Jagger and me, we had a running contest to see who had the most. Matter of fact, last time I looked, I was way ahead. Damn, that's hot! But I never forgot that girl. Well, did you ever get back together with her? One day, I found out she got married. I had blown it. I had uh, missed my window. Well, what'd you do? I went on with my life. I created some special new superheroes. Uh, they were characters that reflected my own heartbreak and my own regrets. How so? Dr. Doom wears body armor to conceal his own mangled form, right? Yeah. Okay. That was me beneath the armor. The Hulk. A normal guy one minute, a rage of emotions the next. Just like me, when I thought about what I'd given up. So you created each character as a way to deal with your one big regret. Yeah, the girl that got away. Look, do yourself a favor, Brody. Don't wait. Because all the money, all the women, even all the comic books in the world, they can't substitute for that one person. I don't know, all the comics in the world? Trust me, true believer. Well, good talking to you. Keep up all the good work. You keep reading them. I'll keep writing them. Hey, Stan. Yeah. She really meant that much to you? Brody, I'd give it all up. All of it. For just one more day with her. Take care. Stan. Hi. Hey, you know, I think he bought it. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. What kind of story did you give him? Oh, it was the vulture soliloquy, you know, from the Spider-Man anniversary issue. Love, be a vulture tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough, Mr. Oh, forget it. But, you know, I think you ought to get him some help. He seems to be really hung up on superhero sex organs. But you'll outgrow it. Yeah. Okay. Actually, he's really great. He has... I, I watch it this week, and I forgot how great his delivery is. He's, when he says, Brody... I would give it all up for just one more day. And it, it's beautiful. Jagger um, and me, we had a running contest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love, too, that in, in his dialogue and that, he's kind of senile because he tells T.S. a way different story than what he told Brody. Um, love be a vulture tonight. And I loved his titles, How Green Is My Goblin. I love that stuff. Um, yeah, I think you ought really to good. get him some help. He seems hung up on superhero sex organs. <laughs> <laughs> the thing's dork. Is that mean how to run? Superhero secret. It's um, a superhero secret, kid. Uh, yeah. I mean, yep. another good news, uh, Bill Goldman also passed away. I was just going to uh, say, what would what would normally be the biggest story of the week is that we lost William Goldman as well. Yeah. Um, he was 87. He had colon cancer. You know, both uh, great runs, though. I mean, if oh, you want to yeah. live live, 87 and 95, that's and a pretty good run. That guy's, that guy's list of movies is... Fucking impressive! Great. Like, oh yeah. Um, I think even if you're not like, even if you're not the biggest fan of the Princess Bride, he wrote enough to for something you'd be a fan of. If you're not the love... biggest fan of the Princess Bride, what the fuck is wrong with I know. you? Uh, uh, my also, wife, uh, she does not. My like wife, that movie. this is crazy. I like Prince, <laughs> I like Princess Bride, but one of his scripts that I love even more is All the President's Men. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I yeah. fucking love that movie. Uh, yeah. Um, the the one that I didn't when I went and looked him up, the one that I I forget, I probably knew this, but uh, Maverick. 
He wrote, oh, he yeah. wrote Maverick, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I adore that movie. Like, it's so funny. It's a good movie that shouldn't work. <laughs> he, oh, he's, totally. he's a very uh, witty screenwriter. Mm-hmm. He also wrote a um, Jason Statham film, uh, because Wild Card is, is based on his book uh, Heat. Is it really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Didn't no know no relation to the Michael Mann Heat. I need to know um, if your card's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know all the president's uh, men. Wait, this isn't the right story. I need, <laughs> I need to know if that wire's tabbed for the president's men. Yeah. Ah, my goodness. Um, I need to know if this is a really deep fucking joke. <laughs> right, uh, any Watergate so fans many, out there? So many layers. <laughs> I am right over here. <laughs> um, wow. So, uh, anyway, into actual news. Do you guys want to talk about trailers first or regular news? Regular news. Okay. F- neither. Okay. <laughs> As you uh, wish, Brad. <laughs> it's just a couple of things. Uh, speaking of Rebecca, which we talked about earlier, uh, Netflix is going to remake it with um, Army Hammer and Lily James. I love Lily James. Um, yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, eventually it's going to happen. It might yeah. as well be with talented people. Yeah. You know, it is a book. So, I mean, like. True. Yeah. That's, that, this is an adaptation. This is not. Yeah. We're going to go remake the Hitchcock film. Yeah. And, yeah. No, you're not going to touch that. Not but that like, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's, it's the true grit scenario where it's just like, yeah, there's one really iconic film, but that doesn't mean you can't take that material and do something else with it. True. Yes. And that's a good example where they went and made a better movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I do, like, too. Uh, and that's not even to say that the John Wayne true grit is a bad film. It's fine for that time. But it's got but John by Wayne comparison to. <laughs> I don't mind John Wayne. Oh, no. I, I love John either, Wayne, but like, uh, yeah. but but it's not that's not the best John Wayne film. And mm-hmm. when you compare it to the Coen Brothers' True Grit, it's like not not yeah. even close. I think um, my True Grit was on my 2009. Oh, I'm sure favorite films. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I won't change mine. I mean, James will probably change his next year. Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so fuck. yeah, Russian can do a revisit. It's actually 2010, well, so you've got another year waiting. I think. Yeah, technically that wasn't a real Nerds episode, but. Um, it was not the uh, yeah. I think it would be like no, oh no, don't. Um, I hold all the keys. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I actually think that would be a really great idea. I'm I'm yeah. interested to see it. I, I there's nothing to talk about, but I watched Rebecca this week, um, and I still think that movie holds up. Um, or I watched it last week, uh, but. Uh, it's it's good. I I can see somebody making a modern version of it and really playing up some of the really cool aspects and and doing something amazing stuff, with stuff it, so. that you couldn't get away with with the code back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're also gonna remake the Saint, uh, with Chris Pratt. Cool. Which I only bring up because I I, I kind of really like that Val Kilmer movie. Um, which <laughs> I know is you? not the original. You know, um, <laughs> that's, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I think that movie is. Fun. Yeah, it's fun. I'm, I don't uh, think it's I'm, bad. I'm glad to know I'm not alone in that. I don't yeah. think it's terrible. No, that that's a fun movie. Keep in mind though, um, I haven't watched it in probably ten years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there was some filmstruck stuff. Uh, a number of people are trying to save filmstruck, which I'm surprised by. Like I never used it, so I guess it must have been good. Um, I think Criterion announced their own channel. Yeah. yeah. So Criterion is saying they're going to do their own, but then in addition to that, there's some news saying that like it's entirely possible that. Um, Filmstruck might stick around. Um, it's getting some support from like Spielberg and Scorsese and Chris Nolan, and so it, m- they might find a different way to do it. But who knows? We'll see. Um, 
the uh, animation studio, Ardman Animations, that did Wallace and Gromit and all those. This is I just thought was cool. <laughs> um, they fought for years to not got get bought up by people, mm-hmm. and this week uh, they basically s- gave out shares to longtime employees of that company. So that now Ardman Studios is owned by the employees, yep. um, which is just neat. It's just a cool. Yeah, you, you hope know. they can uh, make a uh, movie that makes a lot of money. Where, yeah, I, I want them to get to a Laika place yeah. where. All their movies, you know, sure, they only make one every two or three years, but they always make good money and are able to keep going. Well, they've been um, they've been good for a while. It's just that when yeah. you don't do Wallace and Gromit, that, that's their bread and butter. That was right. their bread and butter. Yeah. So. And I think they do really well overseas, like especially yeah. in Europe where Wallace and Gromit made a, a big splash. Unless you do Chicken Run 2. Dude, if they could do Chicken Run 2, yeah, man, yes. I would be there. Yeah. Uh, bring all the cast back. I don't care. Um... And okay, so then we got some trailers. We got the trailer for Dumbo, which I actually yeah. kind of like. It, it, I don't mind it because it goes back to his kind of big fish aesthetic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I you know, for, it, I forget it's Tim Burton while yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, and that's trailer. a good thing because his gloomy I'm Tim Burton movie magic guy I could deal without. Yeah. So hopefully they can pull it but, off. Yeah, the scope is there. Like you said, big fish kind of yeah. like that vibe. The circus especially. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how you expand on a 60 minute movie like that, which is based on an even shorter book, but yeah, sure. We'll see. It's all right. Colin Farrell looks awesome. Rocking, r- climbing up yeah, something yeah. with one arm. Um, did you, did you watch the trailer for Leprechaun returns? Cause, I did. Cause I didn't I, watch I it. I did. Yeah. I, I thought that looked amazing. Yeah. I just wanted to say it out loud. I, <laughs> what makes it looks excited? terrible. I, um, I, so the Leprechaun movies aren't great, but <laughs> no. but they're but they're fun. And I don't know if they can work without Warwick Davis because here's the thing: yeah, it doesn't. Is he right. actually tries really hard? And you know, if if you're ever bored and you have, it's probably I think it's seventeen dollars right now. Mm-hmm. You get the Leprechaun collection, and it has interviews with Warwick Davis on all of them. Mm-hmm. And he talks about because you know there's a when he was casting Leprechaun, no one was casting him. You yeah. know, and he says you know, and so I s- tried my damnedest to make this role iconic and he did yeah no, no matter the quality of the film uh, like the first one's fun the second one's pretty fun third one's actually really good really good good um and then you know they're fun <laughs> and then they tried to relaunch it uh was it leprechaun origins i think is the name of it and it was awful with the with the, with the wrestler yeah and it, it's not really a leprechaun it's like this demon thing that's chasing people so that they're putting it in as you know i want me Gold, like I'm down. Like yeah. I'll watch it. it. I just like that I just poster. Thought it looked and like yes, it does. Of course viewing, it does. Viewing party, man. Viewing, yeah. Fucking viewing party. It does. But I'm hoping that it's terrible in a fun way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I also I just want to say that the I think the trailer for Alita Battle Angel looks amazing, and I'm really excited for it. The yeah. CG is the CG is not done, or I'm, I should say the CG looks half baked and probably will when it comes out. But as a guy who really loved those books, like. Again, I it's hope, a really good adaptation, and I'm hoping it's a cool action. I hope movie. I can get into it. I have the uh, Ready Player One. His avatar drove me crazy. I hated yes. the character design of it. Yes, and so that's what scares me about um, that film. Yeah, is is it going to take me out of it too much? Yeah. I hope not, because the action looks pretty great. Right, and I, I do like Robert Rodriguez a lot. So I hope yeah. that it's fun. And I, mean, I believe Cameron and um, someone else wrote the script. So yeah. so it'll be hollow. well. Cameron was trying to write, make that movie for years best case scenario for me was actually that somebody else ended up making it because I didn't really want him to. I saw the um, I saw the new trailer though in front of uh, Fantastic Beasts and I got I, I I got interested in it. 
I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm going to see it, but yeah. And I want to see Christoph Hopefully. Waltz play a kindly inventor. Yeah, which seems like I don't know if that's what it is, but. Uh, and then the very last thing that we have to talk to about, because holy fucking shit, Detective Pikachu got a trailer this week, yes. and oh my god, that movie looks good, and I don't give a shit about Pokemans. Like, Pokemans? <laughs> I, I've watched that trailer a number of times now. Yeah. Um, oh shit, you already got it. Oh, fuck. Like, this is, reminds it me of so the, good. um, so we have the Stranger Things, was it Target exclusive? Yeah, it's a Target yeah. exclusive. Um, box art, and it reminds me of those... Uh, mom and pops video stores clamshells yes yeah. exactly uh, not the blockbuster ones but the ones that they would cut well, them out and put them in because it's supposed to be hawkins video yeah oh, it's like it's shit. supposed to be the rental from yeah so it's it's oh man that's awesome that's so good i've been like i was wanting to try and find my way to a target because i don't ever go to target well that one the 4k i had to order online because did you they the didn't targets have I, I went to only had the blu-ray version okay i'll just order it online then. and i thought the 4k was 4k only so i ended up no. buying both hmm. oh no yeah oh no it's yeah well you can sell the blu-ray one yeah to someone mm-hmm. um anyways you're saying anyway <laughs> detective pikachu, pikachu yeah I, like i love the pikachu design oh like yeah. giving him fur and stuff mm-hmm. oh yeah all all of the pokemon look like really good in the real world oh, yeah and um, i don't want to spoil the po- detective pikachu game's pretty fun is it like it's pretty simple you just run around and solve um puzzles yeah and uh you use and but in that detective pikachu is <laughs> some brooklyn guy yeah so he says why don't you go over there and see what they got going on I, it, it's pretty fun i like how I they would... explain away that Yes. Like at first you're saying like why is Ryan Ryan Reynolds voicing this <laughs> other than, you know, Cash, but uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> the fact that, you know, someone special enough to translate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes yeah, it's a clever. I, I would I would say that the internet's idea that he should have been Danny DeVito <laughs> is really good cuz I do because it's Ryan Reynolds, the whole time I just keep expecting him to make terrible jokes like Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um because that, you know, I mean Deadpool is basically an animated character um so uh, yeah anyway uh there's a really funny uh what i like about ryan reynolds too if you follow him on instagram or twitter mm-hmm. or stuff he always puts funny stuff out yeah so lately he just did a tell the tape with pikachu and deadpool that's pretty funny <laughs> um, uh, it's watching, incredible watching that trailer though like i loved pokemon when i was like six seven or eight or whatever and like i, I that's a movie i would have loved when oh I yeah was i mean age, so. i don't i'm not a big pokemon fan yeah neither but i i mean like the charizard looks amazing yeah um like, and even like the joke with the the mime i don't even know if the mimes uh freaking pokemon is new yeah. i can't remember but it's a pretty funny little joke um if if i'd grown up loving pokemon i bet this would be my lego movie oh yeah, yeah right yeah. like this just looks like a slam dunk based on the trailer it it's it just like it, it's like what pokemon go did two years ago where it reinvigorated my interest in something i loved when i was six seven and eight and now this is kind of doing the same thing, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, let's see how this plays out because, like, I've been. It looks fun. It, it looks it looks pretty. What, what's see. the kid in that? He, what movie he was in? Is really good. <laughs> His name's Justice Smith. I don't know what he's been. I in. remember him being in something. Is he Will he's, Smith kid. Uh, oh, no. he's he's no, he's in uh, Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom. He's pretty funny in that. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's that. <laughs> he's that character that just like is here in six scenes randomly spread yeah. out in the movie. Also, I like that Ken Watanabe's in that movie. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you were a legend. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, very last piece of news that I have is just: Do you remember a couple of years ago there was the, the internet created Bat Kid? Yeah. It was a you know um, 
uh, was it Miracle Make a Wish Foundation yeah. thing? Saving where, like, San Francisco. Yeah, he dressed up like a like Batman and ran around and he fought Batman villains in San Francisco. There's a great documentary if you want to check that out about yeah. that kid. Yeah. Uh, as of this week, he is cancer free. Yeah, yes. happy ending. Uh, a, a, a win. Yeah, Good oh, job. A, a single win. We did it. Yeah, the young ones stay alive. The old ones all died this week. But you know what? I bet Stan's okay with that. Yeah. Give I, that kid my powers. <gasps> <laughs> yes. That's what it was. Yes. Stan Lee threw himself on the altar and died in order to save that kid from cancer. Here's a DC fan. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, here's a recording from Corinne. Hey, nerds. Corinne here for Catching the Classics Part 6. Today I'm going to be reviewing The Green Mile, which I've never seen, but... I did know some things about it. I knew uh, Tom Hanks was in it. Um, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, I think is his name. I knew he was in it. And uh, I had the ending ruined for me. I don't remember how, but I did know that um, Michael Clark Duncan's character dies at the end. And I knew that he heals Tom Hanks's character of some kind of like urinary tract infection or something because I had seen some clip of it at some point so yeah unfortunately i knew i knew how it was going to end and i kind of knew the basic premise of you know this kind of special inmate that they have on death row but um overall i really liked it <laughs> surprise no it's a good movie and i honestly like it better than shawshank redemption and i'm kind of mad because i feel like shawshank redemption almost ruined this movie a little bit for me like with the whole wild bill was you know the guy who committed the crime that michael clark duncan's character was in jail for or on death row for and that's you know something straight out of shawshank redemption i don't know which one stephen king wrote first <clears throat> but Yep, sorry. <laughs> I got a little bit of frog in my throat this morning. But it is, yeah, it's a good movie. It It's three hours, but it didn't really feel that long. There were a couple of parts where I was like, okay, we could kind of keep moving, keep moving. <laughs> but um, on the whole, it didn't feel as long as I thought it would. It, it kept me engaged and interested. Um, definitely the part where, when they introduced the mouse, I was a little bit like, oh my gosh, like that's why this movie is three hours because we have time to be introduced to mice at this point. But then, you know, over time you understand why Mr. Jingles is so important. And I was just very impressed by like the, the animal work and the stunt work in this. Wow. How did they get that mice, that mouse or the mice to do that? That's, that's crazy. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Anyway, this is a really, really good movie. Um, did feel a little long in parts, and I was kind of upset that there were a couple of beats that were taken from Shawshank Redemption or vice versa. That There are a couple of similarities. It's like, how often does it happen that the man who actually committed the crime that you're in prison for is in the same prison as you? Like, does it just seems like such a huge coincidence to me and for it to happen in two of these Stephen King prison novellas is a little bit too much but I was also a little confused as to John Coffey like what is he supposed to be is he is he an angel is he an alien is he just like a 
person with superhuman powers? I I don't know. I, I, I would probably lean more toward he didn't seem to be an angel because he was talking about how he wanted to go to heaven or something. And maybe, I, I, I guess I would have to lean more toward the person with superhuman powers, but the fact that the one lawyer guy played by Gary Sinise said something about how he just appeared out of nowhere. I was like, oh, he's probably an angel or an alien because this is Stephen King. But yeah, it didn't take away from my enjoyment of it. I was just kind of curious because I wanted them to address it, but I guess it would make sense why they wouldn't necessarily know. And I was also a little confused toward the beginning or end of the movie. I was like, oh yeah, this is like a pulp, you know, bookended with him being old, where this is all a flashback. So I was like, what was the whole point of this being a flashback? It when you know, from when he's old, and then when we got to the end, he was like, I'm 108 years old, or whatever it was. And I thought that too. I was like, wow, he was how old in the Depression? And it's like the 1980s or 1990s now? Like, how is he, how is he that old? So yeah, okay. It's like, yeah, they explained it. There is a reason why it was bookended like that. So, overall, good movie. The Green Mile, four out of five stars. I don't know if we can do half stars. I guess I can do whatever I want. If I can give it half stars, I'll give it four and a half stars. Because um, there were a couple of things about it I didn't like. But on the whole, a really, really good movie. And I would recommend it to everybody. Okay, so for next week, I'm not letting you guys pick this time. I'm going to be watching Not... A movie. How about that? So I hope you guys had fun seeing Fantastic Beasts, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. I guess you hated all of us reading her stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Done with uh, you guys. Well, I never have because I'm never on the show anymore. So <laughs> yeah, you're like a guest star. <laughs> oh fuck. <sighs> Brad's a good like enough. It's like it's like when Ron Howard left Happy Days, but he kept coming back every so often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm that cousin that lives upstairs. Cool. Green Mile. Good choice, Corinne. Oh, yeah. And I would I would totally agree with her. I like Green Mile more than Shawshank. I do, too. I, um, I think Shawshank's a fine film. It's one of those movies that everybody loves that I think's good. I don't know. To... I mean, I, I, I think Shawshank is really good. I just, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think it's the best film of all time. Um, but it's and, a movie when it comes on, it's I get sucked in. Yeah, I'm, sure. like, I'm just gonna watch five minutes of this. And the next thing you know, you like you stopped everything and you're just watching yeah. it. But see, that's how I feel about Green Mile. Mm-hmm. Anytime yeah. I see Green Mile, when we say comes on, this is like on TBS ter- terminology. TV, yeah. Terminology from six years like ago when any like when I had cable and and surfed. I think um, I just have more fun with Shawshank than Green Mile. But Green Mile's great. It's fucking excellent. Yeah. Green Mile, I missed in the theater and then I rented it. And like I remember, like sitting, watching on TV, and then just being blown away by the end. Like, wow, I can't believe like what a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like it just stuck with me. I love the wraparound on that film too, especially. Oh, yeah. Miles is great. Oh, Frank Darabont's a great. Yeah, he is filmmaker. I think so. Anyways, we should give him some money to do some more. Uh, well, I mean, when he's successful at suing The Walking Dead, he doesn't need to work anymore. That's true. <sighs> Hey, we also... It's too bad because he was right. <laughs> Probably. We can go around town with Brad because 
Even though it's winter time, there's a place to go when Brad's around. We go around town. It's the Mile High City version of partying. Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. This week at the Esquire uh, is The Room and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, cool. So yeah. uh, I'm actually going to go to The Room because friends from out of town are coming in and we're going to make oh, it a sweet. thing. <laughs> so if anyone hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> what day is it? It's Friday. Friday night. You got to see with people. Uh, I, I might actually be able to do that. I have to work? What time does it start at? Midnight. What the fuck? <laughs> so I do that. You have to drive a back up to Adder Springs by 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You're tearing me apart with these times, Brad. Uh, and then, of course, and you have uh, to bring your own spoons. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be bringing spoons. I'm gonna try to bring a football football this time. Ooh. Um, but yeah, we're gonna do that. So we'll be there. It's no fun at the movie theater unless you bring your own football. <laughs> uh, what's the other thing that people bring? I keep forgetting. Why would I'm Jello? You, you don't know. Uh, a lot of people dress up in red dresses. Yeah. Um, TVs to smash. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, open screen night. <laughs> the final open screen night is Tuesday, November 27th. Um, please come out and support that because it's yeah. the last time ever. And there will be a funeral for the show at the show. So yeah. come check out all the stuff I'm putting mm. together for that. Five bucks and bring a film because mm. we're going to screen everything until we until we got nothing else. Ta- yeah. Time is not a factor. <laughs> Unless it's, it applies to your movies, time it's still less than fifty time. minutes. It's an, it's an Don't give us anything longer than that. Um, I gotta put something together too. If you lost, never find you. And that's time what's going on around town. Time. We uh, sometimes get movies physically, and this is the stuff that's coming wow. out on Blu-ray. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Let's get physical, guys. Get physical. <laughs> what do you? What, what, what movies would you say physical. you know in a biblical way? In um, biblical, um, that's a that's a. Let's see, a the history of the world. A, no, it's a euphemism for for banging. Yes, <laughs> I mean, but Moses broke the eleventh commandment, so euphemism for banging is a great side. That, that's album that's in history of the world. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. That's a really deep. <laughs> Zach pinched his dick. These in a book. <laughs> these, <laughs> these eleven commandments. <laughs> These the ten, ten commandments. commandments. <laughs> Thank you, Mel Brooks fans. There we are. Uh, I like the scene before it though, where he's like, "God's yelling, God's giving him the commands," and he's just like, "All right, all right, you don't have to shout." <laughs> crazy Rich Asians is that on Blu-ray this week? Mm-hmm. I heard that was good. Are yeah, they it's, Crazy it's... Rich or Crazy Rich Asians? That's the fun of the title. <laughs> It's it, see what they did there. There's no commas at all. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> it's with that chaos. Film. Yeah, it's grammatical. You, chaos. you know what I miss? I miss movies that have a white guy like Chris Farley playing a Japanese guy. That's that's what we need. We don't of. we don't say a Japanese Ryan. <laughs> blind spotting, which I whoa never whoa heard whoa, of. that was a hard J. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blind spotting, which I've never heard of, but is a movie from Lionsgate. Is out this week? Oh, it's, it's got a, it's a Sundancer. Some dudes. They advertised on the, wall. the Alamo so much. I thought you would have seen it. Nope. <laughs> must have been why you're getting. Wow, married. that's a momentum killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kin is out on uh, 4K this week, uh, which I always thought looked cool. The Post trailer looked cool. interesting. Yeah, 
Um, so I might, I might. Well, they need out. your help. It made like a million dollars. Oh no, one, no one saw that movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the 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 main new stuff. Um, oh man, I don't have these in any kind of special order, so we'll just do. How about Candyman? Candyman. Oh, Candyman is out this week from that's the Shout Factory. It's one of my favorite '90s films. I need to rewatch it. It's been a while since I've seen it. What's and he the, holding on this cover? Is that like a tiny a tiny okay. toy of of Free Willy? No, he, was he? I don't. I don't know. I haven't. Is he ripping? So Candyman, he loses his hand, and then he's drenched in honey while he's being lynched. Oh, it's yeah. a hook, but it's facing yeah. him. I see. Yes. You should try to interview Tony Todd sometime. I should. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that ed- interview exists somewhere. It exists somewhere. Um, it exists somewhere. I don't is, know where it's at. This is. Screen. I know it's been recorded. Uh, it's definitely not on my drive that died. So this must is be somewhere else. Factories, though. <laughs> uh, I uh, uh, sometimes sometimes when I post things, it's not true. It's excuses. <laughs> so when people look for stuff, they're like not wondering where it's at because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. You, mm. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> This one makes me really mad because Criterion's putting out a uh, a beautiful edition of Some Like It Hot, which I already own, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I want this because I love that movie. <laughs> Half off, Barnes & Noble. Oh, yeah. man. Some Like It Hot is amazing. It is a great movie. That movie stands up like it was made yesterday. Oh, yeah. Funny. <sighs> yeah. They don't make them like they used to. Yeah. A little bit subversive. Um, I love watching those old movies like that. I've been having so much fun with them lately. I know. Now, now you understand. No, I, I mean, I've had that love before. I'm just not weird about radios. Wow. There, there, were, <laughs> <laughs> there were all these lists back around Halloween that were like, you know, uh, um, uh, horror movies that were so good they should have they should have won the Oscar that year or whatever. Um, or I've seen them in other words. Either way. Uh, and Psycho is always on those. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. Because... Go watch The Apartment. The mm-hmm. Apartment is still, sorry, better than Psycho. The Apartment deserves to win the Oscar that I, year. Yeah, Holy shit. Like, Psycho's a great film. I think, it's, I think it's one of those where like people who are writing those lists tend to see that, and they've never seen The Apartment. Absolutely. And so they think it's like some slocky comedy, and you're like, no. like It is not just some silly Jack Lemmon movie. It's amazing. Before I saw The Apartment, when I was like, oh, God, I was like, must have been freshman in high school. Before I saw it, that's what I thought it was, because that's what the poster made it look like. Yeah. Uh, also, from Criterion this week is Urban Legend, uh, which is... Scream Factory? Scream Factory. Wow. Urban Legend. Wow. That's, that's <laughs> like someone picking faculty more than <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, man. Wow. That's like the Zach Eastman Criterion of options. Must really need it to is. pay for that yeah. new channel. <laughs> My goodness. Urban uh, Legends sorry. a fun movie. Anyway, yeah. it's because I was, I, I don't know. England's in it, right? Uh, no, no, no. Trust yeah. us. We're Criterion. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, th- hey. The Rock has a Criterion edition. So let's just and say. Armageddon. Yeah. Um, Robocop. So, Robocop's yeah. Anyway, movie, Urban Legend, yeah. I have <laughs> no <a> idea. <laughs> no idea whether or not Urban Legend is any good. It's fun. Yeah. It's like a 90s slasher film. Cool. Uh, there's a neat steel book of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Cool. Uh, that you can go get. Uh, maybe I need maybe. to take a nap. That was delayed. Yeah. Right. Oh, was it? It's it, still it, on Blu-ray to come. Oh, they just keep pushing it back. I don't know if it's actually out this week, but. Oh, I see what you're saying. We'll good. give it a shot, maybe. <laughs> go to the counter. Yeah, if you need like, a nap. Hi, I'd like one nap, please. <laughs> Sir, this is no, a say, I would like to buy 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy died this week, too. Oh. Yeah, Boys yeah, of Hell. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Um, I'm just, ooh, I'm just so respectful, right? I am yeah, just, that guy. I'm just so full of deep cuts today. I'm, I'm going to start keep yeah. on working on super deep cuts. Uh, do you have any references for Django, which is out on, from Arrow this week? Nope. I'm a Western. <laughs> Django. Uh, Django. Yeah, yeah. It's a Franco Nero original, man. It's yeah. Really, uh, yeah. It's a really cool cover. Uh, also out from Shout, well, this one's technically Shout Select, is Holy Motors, um, which I have still <laughs> never seen, but I feel like Have I you should. seen that one? Is that who's seen it? I haven't seen it. Um, who has seen it that we've talked to? It feels I'm like sure a, Henry has seen it. Was, oh, yeah. um, the guy who did The Quiet Girl's Guide to Violence. Oh, yeah. It's a film yeah. that I feel like everyone says. He recommended uh, it. Uh, Raphael, yeah. Raphael, that's yeah. Ruiz, yeah. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of like Blu-ray stuff. If like you Do you follow him? Uh, he's yes. like... <laughs> he's my fr- uh, friend on Facebook. He's always he like he did the Predator stuff and uh, things like that. Hmm. So he's a producer on stuff like that. I saw you skipping over those Mary Pickford. Oh, oh, oh shut up, shut up! I'm gonna get there. Uh, I'm just putting shit in order. Hold on. Um, there's a Bitch. Shout Factory Steelbook edition of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey Station, uh, which is a lot. Uh, so you can go pick that up. There's also a Shout Factory Steelbook release of Streets of Fire. Oh, um, I love Streets of Fire. Do you? I do. I think it's a fun movie. Oh, okay. Um, Diane Lane looking all sexy and singing. There's a. Mm, uh, I haven't seen this one yet. A neat little documentary out from Kino Lorber called "Pioneers First Women Filmmakers." Mm-hmm. I have no idea if it's good, but it sure. Maybe watch that. Mm-hmm. It might be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the very last thing. It's about probably about seventy percent as good as any other movie, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> fuck! Oh, oh fuck! Yes. Terrible. Uh, <laughs> going to hell. Uh, uh, well, that was a given, but now going, we're going to super hell. Going to hell, a special kind of hell, where they just make you watch Free Jack all day. Because this week, <laughs> the last thing I have is Free Jack on Blu-ray. I uh, watched it on Vimeo. Emilio Estevez. Emilio <laughs> Estevez. Uh, Mick Jagger, Anthony Hopkins film. Oh, my like God. Demolition Which, Man, but with... Big Jagger in it. <laughs> <laughs> so not as cool. Dancing at Taco Bell. Which I can't necessarily recommend that you <laughs> watch Free Jack, but you should go listen to the How Did This Get Made. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Because, um, oh my God, Free Jack. This cover looks cool, though. Man, if it were 1991, I would totally pick up this DVD. <laughs> like, or VHS. I would pick up this VHS and go home and watch this movie, hoping it was a 70% of Blade Runner movie, and it's, it won't be. Look at it. See, it's got cool like lines as if you're in a computer. I don't know if you've been following the, the MVD Rewind collection, but I wish that was a movie that they were doing because they, like, oh, yeah, like this, they, yeah, they do the cover awesome. art with the, the, like, the rental stickers and everything on it. Oh. And Free Jack would be perfect for that. And they, uh, totally. they've been putting out a lot of... Uh... Van Damme stuff. Yeah. Which ones they have coming out this week or next week? Well, month? Uh, the next they've done uh, Black Eagle and Lionheart, and they're bringing out Double Impact next. I do like Double Impact, but the one I'm waiting for, which is in January, is Double Dragon. Oh, that's right. Oh, the Double Dragon shit's awesome yeah. too. I was looking at the specs; they got tons of special features. I'm like, wow, who wants to talk about that movie? Yeah. Right on. Oh yeah. yeah MVD's cool. a cool uh, boutique line. I know. Yeah. I like how they just post like, "Hey, what do you guys think of the art?" You know. Yeah. Almost like one person's doing it. Yeah. Same thing. Like the Vestron, it's like one dude who runs their website. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Maybe it's a girl. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, A person person. runs the website. Yeah. Yeah, It looks like you can't even buy directly from their website. Who? Uh, NBD. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's like on Amazon and stuff. 
crazy. That's all right. That's cool. Who's putting out Free Jack though? Uh, ooh, shoot. Scorpion releasing. It was. It was Seven. not. Seven. <laughs> hey, that, they made my. Uh, Hold please. They made the Jack Frost. I think was my Jack Frost Seven. I think no, it was, it was Vinegar Syndrome. Oh yeah, it Jack was Vinegar. Frost, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> Chinese Sony holding company. Pictures, sir. Sony. Wow. Oh. Uh, wow. They, <laughs> they really need that money. Oh, no, they, they, they have an on-demand thing now. Wait, so, who? Uh, they do. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh, so maybe it's like a Warner Archive. Then maybe you can get. Does they have Longest Yard with Adam Sandler in there? No. Damn. (laughs) Wow, they. Well, because that's how I got Spanglish and um, another Adam Sandler one. That's like a on-demand one. Like one of his earlier Mm -hmm. ones, like Big Daddy or something. So Spanglish on Blu-ray is their on-demand one. Uh, I can't. I can't remember if I own Spanglish or if I I, I watched it recently. I don't know if I streamed it or I watched it. It's great on Blu-ray. James Brooks appreciates you buying it. Yeah. Man. Oh we, well, I I I bought or rented it so she could watch it because she'd never seen it. Yes. Oh, I said James Brooks, not your wife. Brooks. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were, I, no, I thought that was James, comma Brooks appreciates <laughs> like that. That sentence made. If you have a kid, yes, just, perfect it, sense. It if you have a kid, boy or girl, just name it L. James, then, James <laughs> Brooks. We also watch movies throughout the week in a segment we have wonderfully titled "What We've Been Watching." So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Free Jack was originally a Warner Brothers movie. It's weird that they're oh. not releasing it. Oh. Zach, what did you watch this week? Um, I actually watched a couple of things. Um, after the, or the day after the podcast, I rewatched Grumpy Old Men. Hmm. Um, it's, and it's like, essentially it's ground zero for the, the boom of geezer exploitation films that you get from the 90s up to today. Is that technically a Christmas movie or just a cold movie? Yeah, I think it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, cool. It's a Christmas movie. Um, but if you don't remember it, it's uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon are neighbors and uh, Mar- Anne Margaret moves in across the street and it's about Hubba, them. hubba. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh-huh. like, I think this film, honestly, is much more just like... I remember loving it when I was much younger, and I still like it, but it's aged a little bit and not in the best ways. Shut up. No, I don't want to believe it. But it's still funny as fuck for a movie written by the guy who wrote Daredevil and Ghost Rider. Well, that's just mean. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, no, it's it's fine. <laughs> I, like I say, like it's it's just that like there's other films that have done the old people like being crotchety that I think are better, but this is obviously like the beloved one. Um, actually, Burgess Meredith was my favorite part of uh, this this time around viewing it because he plays uh, Jack Lemmon's father, and uh, he clearly gets to do some improv, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and um, also uh, Buck Henry's in it. I forgot he was in it. Um, and then I, I think I'm gonna win. <laughs> uh, you know, um, it, yeah, it, it's it's fun. I I enjoyed it. I, the scene at the end where um uh. Matthew helps Lemon um, get to the hospital is still pretty touching and like oh, yeah. you family or friend fr- friend <laughs> um, so but yeah so I enjoyed rewatching it um, I sought to Helen back the Kane Hodder story um, which I don't know how I felt that far behind on not watching it it's pretty fucking great um, that's good uh, Dread Central put it out actually like this is their new label thing that they're yeah. doing um, and uh, the story of Kane like I did not read his book Unmasked um but I've known, obviously, through Ryan's passion for Friday the 13th and my own love of horror, Kane Hodder's story roughly, but I didn't know the details. Um, he talks a little bit about it in Adam Green's podcast yeah. uh, every so often. But hearing the details now about his uh, accident 
and his recovery uh nearly brought me to tears um it's 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 rough because like it's the the depression that comes after something of like that nature is just horrific and like it was it was rough to think about kind of like internally um but um thankfully they don't like keep you in darkness too much they also like fill it in with plenty of trivia mm-hmm. plenty of stuff about like well what you know i didn't know kane and robert england did a series together and that sounds pretty fucking cool like I, but you know it's it's interesting to see how um his how he's lived his life and um i mean like is it the best documentary of the year i don't know i've seen a couple so i'd have to like think about it but this is definitely one of those ones that you're not expecting to be as great as it is yeah it's uh, all right i because you'd think it's just for horror fans yeah. but it kind of transcends that i think it, it tells a good story mm-hmm. um I think it drags a little bit mm. and sometimes a little too self-serving. Yeah. Um, but it, there's still parts. I mean, his story is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone where you think of that statue, uh, he was bullied and stuff and um, is, is really interesting. My only issue with the film, honestly, is probably the thing you didn't like in the Cary Grant thing, which is like the artistic thing or like this, yeah. there's there's B-roll footage of Kane grabbing um, dirt or like looking yeah, yeah, at yeah, trees yeah. and stuff like and that's fine. That's what I, I mean. Like the pacing issues drives me crazy because yeah. when you try and tell a documentary, I don't care about him grabbing dirt or the camera swooping around him while he's looking through trees. Right, and it's 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 fat. You could probably trim like yeah. just to keep the thing going. But again, like the audience for this film will enjoy that. No, part. I don't. I think it's well told. Um, story. Um, I mean, unless you're like, well, because he tells it. So yeah. Well, and that scene with him reuniting with the doctor uh, was great. Oh yeah, it was really great. Um, so. But yeah, so it's great. I'd check it out. It's actually uh, free on Prime right now, so you can check it out that way. Um, I rewatched The Shadow because uh, I got the Laserdisc, but I was like, well, I don't have a Laserdisc <laughs> player. I have the Collector's Edition Blu-ray. Um, Laserdisc of The Shadow. St- still, a f- still a ridiculous, silly movie that I enjoy only and no one else does. No, it's great. I, I love that movie. Okay, yeah. Um, sh- and sure. so does Shout Factory. Yeah, yeah. apparently Shout, Shout Factory likes it enough to give it a good treatment. Um, the... Uh, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I, I think I've seen it so many times that I, I've lived in denial on like the, the, the issues with it. And I know they're there, but I just don't care. I still get upset with Kenny G sax, um, saxophone music playing in one particular moment in the film. Uh, but also like there's stuff like with Tim Curry's character where I'm like, well, how did we get here? And then, but it doesn't matter cause it's yeah. that, but cause it's the shadow and it doesn't have to make too much fucking sense in my opinion um uh i saw widows uh yesterday uh the new steve mcqueen film um starring viola davis and uh liam neeson um take the fucking elephant <laughs> take the fucking big elephant <laughs> um that's what the shadow wanted to be dark man i will i will easily concede after rewatching dark man earlier this year dark man's a better shadow movie of course it is. But I like the... Because like, they told Sam Raimi he couldn't make the shadow, and he's like, then right. fuck you. He's like, fuck you. I, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but no, Widows. Um, uh, if you don't know the story, it's um, uh, a bunch of men die in a uh, bank robbery, uh, or in a, in a robbery, and uh, their uh, wives, uh, who they've left behind, um, are, have to... Uh, have to <laughs> have to steal catch up zach catch up their wives who are left behind (laughs) their widows (laughs) their widows have to uh steal a certain amount to pay off the guy that uh their husband's robbed 
Um, and uh, it's not the movie I think you're expecting from that trailer. Um, it's a quiet yet. You mean it's not Ocean's Eight? Well, no, <laughs> actually, it is better than Ocean's Eight, obviously, because uh, it's got a great director behind it. Um, but uh, it, this film is not like an action film, so I don't recommend you walking into that. Like, it's got action elements, but that is not its primary focus. Can't wait to watch this action movie. Oh, yeah. Um, oh man, this movie drives got cars in it. <laughs> see, that's what I would equate it to. It's like a drive where oh, the the drive. action itself is stylized, so it's but it's not like balls to the wall like. Heist insanity, mm. um, which I don't think the trailer tells you that. Is there a sweet scene where they beat up a dude really bad in an elevator? No, but there's a great scene uh, where you a mean guy. The sexiest scene of the 2000s. A real human being, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, but there is a scene where the Get Out guy, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, beats up a guy in a bowling alley. Sweet. Uh, and I will not tell you how brutal it gets because it gets fucking brutal. He Does he pull his head down the alley? And, no, but he. And it knocks over all the pins. He's like. Strike. He does. I'm finished. He, is your last he, strike. <laughs> he, he does something with a character in a wheelchair that is incredibly uncomfortable. Um, Tries to make him walk. Mm, uh, go see the movie. Um, is, is it in any way similar to George Clooney's thing in the basement in uh, Burn no. After Reading? <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, Quick question. But, did you bake a pot pie and then just totally forget about it? No, that's there? my that's Ryan's annual Thanksgiving pie. Oh, uh, and that's that... also Ryan's copy of Song of the Sea. I get Song of the Sea back, which I, I watched. Yeah, you get Song two of the years sea back. later. Yeah, uh, two. Has it been longer than two? Probably. <laughs> I moved your Blu-ray. Oh, gotcha. sorry. I thought that was Zach related. Continue. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, no. I Is mean... it pecan pie? Fuck yeah! It is. I love pecan pie. <laughs> He told me he put a bunch of whiskey in it. So. Oh, yeah. There's bullet rye in that one, and it Ooh. tastes a lot like whiskey this year. Love it. So my apologies. Anyway, Zach, you were um, saying? Anyway. Um, so do you put sugar, though, in it? So there's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, of course. There's lots of sugar and love, lots of dark Love pecans syrup. and sugar. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, it's, um, oh, shoot. Uh, who's that lady who made lots, she ate lots of butter? Paula Deen? Paula Deen. It's actually Paula Deen's pecan pie recipe this year. I twist, Without I the racism? changed it up. Yeah. <laughs> Or well, the butter. my problem is it's actually too light. Oh, it's it's it almost looks white. Oh, the the filling. Whereas I want it to be a very dark color between mm. the nuts, and yes. it's not. <laughs> and <laughs> and so I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of mm. Paula Deen's recipe. Um, um, I do have to say that that touch that touches me that you're making sure the nuts are going to be a little lighter, but in more enough. so I want the nuts that, to be dark. Uh, and more so that you remember that I love your pecan pie and you make me a special one in a special yeah. bowl. Yeah. Well, every year I, I usually give you the, uh, the I get the, the leftovers, the leftovers. But here's yes. the thing is I, but now I make more so that I can make sure. So this uh-huh. year I had more leftovers and I made this giant burned like turnover pastry thing that was actually really good sounds good yeah have you had those like um extra (laughs) crispy uh cheez-its or like extra toasted what you mean like burned cheez-its yeah just like cooked a little longer they're freaking amazing they have like this like smoked cheese flavor to them oh Oh, my gosh they're so good sounds good they have msg in them so oh that sucks (laughs) but i mean I don't know if they're as good as Widows, the movie, (laughs) but it's a... (laughs) We haven't seen Widows, so... Yeah, Zach, if you tell us we see it, guy, talk about this movie for like 10 minutes. You don't even fucking tell us if we should see it or not. I'm here talking about Pecan Pie. You're not even talking about Widows. You're talking about Ladies Whose Husbands Die. (laughs) Wow. Ladies... (laughs) Steve McQueen's Ladies Whose Husbands Die. (laughs) Um... 
I would recommend seeing Widows. I actually think this is probably one of the best movies I've seen this year, oh. hands down. Um, wow. This is uh, and it's quick. Cool. It's two hours, so it's not like it doesn't. <laughs> that's quick, quick now. <laughs> oh, oh, you did you did see Crimes of Grindelwald today? So yeah, you're right. That's quick. <laughs> yeah, especially compared. You've been to watching the other Titanic one. on repeat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess given that it's Steve McQueen, the guy who did Twelve Years a Slave and um, Shame and Hunger, like they're, they're longer movies. Like this is pretty quick. Um, and I didn't know it was based on a BBC series, so um, oh. that's pretty cool. Um, or ITV, whatever, British television. But I would check it out. Um, and Elizabeth... Coat bastards. Uh, Elizabeth, De- <laughs> Elizabeth DeBecky in this wow. film, guys, is, like, fucking great. Like, she... I don't... You I don't mean know, always? I didn't know who the fuck she was until this movie. Uh, why? Other, other than um, A Man from Uncle. Oh, so. okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, volume two. Uh, uh, I don't uh, remember uh, her from Guardians the of the Galaxy. The Night Manager? Where have you fucking been the last three years? With my head up my ass. Where do you think? <laughs> She's the leader of all the gold people. In We've, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, she's yeah. Well, but she fucking she'll blow your guys' minds away. Oh, great. wow! You finished that sentence. I got really excited. Yeah, she'll she'll uh, she's really good. She's the character you're not expecting to. <laughs> That's a um, weird pause. There. She's she's like the reason I want to go see that movie. Yeah, um, and then also Michelle Rodriguez, who I'm not usually a big fan of. She's great no, in the movie. I usually hate her. Does she's, she look pissed? She looks a good. bunch of times. She does, but for for for, for good good reasons. Okay. Um, All and, right. Next uh, movie. Yeah. So and then the last. <laughs> The last thing I saw was uh, actually with uh, Brad because uh, Brad and I got to go to see Mystery Science Theater 3000 Live. Ooh. And the movie they did was called The Brain. Uh, it was just I don't know if I can even describe it correctly. Brad, is The Brain like – what a, the fuck is it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a brain with a face and it eats people. Yes. And it tries to convince them to do things. And it takes is over – googly eyes? Almost. Yeah. But <laughs> yes. It's a, I will say this, that puppet's interesting looking. You know the face of critters? Yes. Imagine that on a brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sold. Um, but right. yeah, no, the brain. And um, it doesn't start with that face. <laughs> it starts out looking like a brain, a and, giant. <laughs> yeah, and then it grows. And then the, fa- the face pops out, like after oh, it eats one awesome. person. Yeah. What? Oh, um, like it's evolving like the mummy? Like every yeah. time it eats somebody, it gets more people? Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's taking it over. Once. And it's taking over like <laughs> oh. three different scientists who are like using it to control the rest of the town. This movie's all over the fucking place, which is why it's great for him as T three K. There's some scientist evangelist, and he's just the scientist evan- That's that's an oxymoron. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, which but... is why it's perfect for him as T three K. All right, so uh, professional creeper has his own TV show. Yeah, and uh, he's trying to convince. <laughs> he's trying to mind control everyone in town. And he's helping the brain do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, this high school kid, I don't remember his name, and his I like girlfriend. High kid. Yeah, <laughs> just random high school kid who's a big prankster, by the way. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. sodium. He, he, sodium. And he takes some, like, he's in a meeting and he's being told that he needs to, like, get in line. So he turns. Or he's going to get expelled. So, yeah, but so he leaves. But when he gets up, they all stand up and he gets some super glue and he puts it underneath the principal's seat. And then he says, oh, I'm going to leave, but you guys can stick around. <laughs> And then uh, that becomes stick. a running joke for yes, the entire stick. fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, oh god. <laughs> they they're really good with it. Um what was I mean the, it was MST3K live guys. It was fucking great. The the best part about it for me was Joel Robinson or Joel Hodgson was there to do some riffing. So. Oh cool. Um the two guys who were doing Crow and Servo were great, but they are not the ones who are doing it in the revival. It's not uh, Hampton Yount and uh, uh Baron Vaughn. But they're excellent puppeteers. Uh, actually, one of them liked a bunch of my photos on Facebook from the event or uh, Instagram. Show off. Um, and then um, they also had a game show component to it instead of doing the, the normal uh, in-between stuff. Um, so that was pretty fun. Uh, 
the whole g- gag was like, like how many references can you do in a- each session of riffing before they leave the theater each time? Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I mean, I've always wanted to see that thing live, so that was a lot of fun. Cool. Um, and then Brad and I got pizza afterwards, and it was fucking dope. Oh, that's a cute date. That's not a movie. Hands. The only reason those guys liked his photos is because after every Instagram post, Zach puts, I'll suck your dick. At the <laughs> if, you, if you like this post. Oh, so. so you have been following my Instagram posts. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what you been watching? Uh, so I saw The Brain. It was an MST3K <laughs> <laughs> uh, thing. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, I'd seen Joel Hodgson at the other one last year. <laughs> so, um, you know, he, he it, it wasn't like I he hadn't been around, you know. No, he'd been doing like cinematic Titanic and other things too, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a fun show. I'm stalling to look at my thing. Um, <laughs> You're stalling to look at your what? <laughs> my list. I didn't have it open already. That was a good catch, Zach. I know. Man. All right, everybody. Just start my thing. <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> Thank you. I've been grooming it. <laughs> um, gross. <laughs> Tell us all about it. All right. Uh, so the first thing I saw, other than the brain, was uh, <laughs> see the brain is also a dick joke. <laughs> see how it, yeah. it ties in. <laughs> it does. Hanging brain. Uh, <sighs> I saw Overlord, which I didn't get to see oh, nice. for the show oh. last week. Nice. Cool. Um, like I I like I like the aesthetic of it. The story wasn't like that's this is an, an example of where a movie is ruined by the trailer, where it's like. Because of all, all the Nazi experiments in the trailer, I assumed mm. that I was going to be surprised by something at the end. Mm. And unfortunately, that's all that there is, is like they're weird Nazi experiments and the movie's over. So that part of me is like a little disappointing. So if they had sold the movie as just like, hey, it's a German World War II movie. Mm. Um, People would have been pissed. <laughs> well, like they could have, te- they could have teased like some sort of mystery, like sure. what are they doing in that uh, broadcast sure. tower? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if, if they hadn't sold it as Nazis and zombies, if they'd just been like no, not Nazis, zombies. yeah, yeah it's weird. Well, right. two, two elderly World War Two veterans. <laughs> Come on, let's go see this movie that honors our sacrifice. Yeah. What the hell? Because well, it's a genre that has like. An expectation for you know you to be honorable to the actual history, unless you're doing something campy. Yeah. So. But then also like the transformation of that one guy, where his like spine whisk backward, his, mm. his head goes the other way. Like <sighs> that's something that was in the trailer, and yeah. that would have been like really cool. Was it? I, I guess I don't, I don't, I don't remember, remember the trailer. Well, I've seen I two trailers. I haven't for seen it. the movie, and I know the shot you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I was just kind of disappointed that there was nothing like surprising. I was just like, you know, it's kind of paint by numbers exactly what I expected it to be. Um, and then uh, I saw the new Neil Brain movie, which <laughs> I don't know. I think six years ago I saw um, Fateful Findings. Which oh, we still uh, got to do a commentary on. I'm like, what? What is he talking about? Oh, that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah right. So so he's back with another terrible movie. The thing that blew my mind though is that I think I was the oldest person in the theater, and that theater was I think almost sold out. Wow. There's a lot of like. You know the generation after millennials, Zennials, Gen Y Z, uh, whatever. Bajillionals. Uh, Everyone in there was like ten years younger than punk me. kids. Yeah, punk kids. <laughs> yeah. And they were so into it, like mm. they were just laughing their asses off. Um, I mean, it is funny how bad it is, but it's also just like 
I can't imagine like the people in it's uh, like dedicating that much time to this thing where, okay, so Neil Breen is this guy. I don't know what he does, but he's able to make movies like this. Um, and this one, uh, he is playing the twins, which is the twisted <laughs> pair. What? And it starts out with, I don't know if I want two of them. <laughs> it starts out with stock footage. <laughs> Most of the movie is, him on i think arizona campus or him green screened into stock footage uh so there's stock footage of like two young boys playing with their dog at the beach and he's narrating over it about how you know they grew up together and had a great time and then they were abducted by a master alien race of beings who imbued them with powers but his brother couldn't handle it and so he was rejected from the society um and like cast aside and then the good brother, you know, gets to save the world and lead a normal everyday life. Um, apparently jumping really high on green screen <laughs> to like <laughs> 10th floor ledges and like helping uh, <laughs> army men like defuse bombs. Um, that's also stock footage that he's green screen on top of. Um Yeah. It's hard to describe unless you've seen his other work, but just imagine like really long, awkward. Oh, and then early on in the movie, the good version of him, like the good brother that he's playing, sees a woman on the street and then like, or no, he bumps into her and then immediately tries to ask her out. And then she says no, but he's like, uh, no one says no to me, follows her home. <laughs> okay. Breaks into her house, assaults her, makes out Wait. with her, and then she's in love with him. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. This the I this movie is problematic. Yeah. And then later on, you find out, like, even though they're like madly in love after this one incident, rape. She's <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's it, it's rape. Um, she's involved with oh, the bad what? guy, um, which I don't know. He just holds diamonds in his hand. <laughs> yes. And has like a distorted voice through like uh, a- Apple voice changer, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I voice. Yeah. Steve Jobs ultimate. I don't know what his creation. plan is. He's just the bad guy. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's constantly just kind of sitting at a table and like he has a chalice full of fake diamonds and he's just, just kind of grabbing at them and holding them and they fall out. And that's how you know he's the bad guy. Um, yeah, I'm so rich I can drink diamonds. It's just, it's just so insane. Oh, and there's also like this uh, otherworldly place where, when he has his powers, he goes. Um, it's, uh, it's just ama- like amazingly. He's like Tommy Wiseau if he knew how to use a computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if Tommy Wiseau knew how to green screen himself into <laughs> stock footage, or just hang out on Arizona campus all day. <laughs> Like the same, like there's also a part where he goes and like stops whatever bad things happening at like this oil refinery. Mm-hmm. And it's just like these slow pans of an oil refinery. And it's like, <laughs> then his green screen character will like run into frame and then like stop and then zoom up to the top, like the flash <laughs> and then not do anything. Like he doesn't turn a lever or nothing, but then all these like uh, green screen explosions are recycled over and over again with the same sound effect and then he'll just jump off that ledge and that'll blow up and then he'll jump onto the next ledge like zoom and then that'll blow up and 
able to leave uh, tall buildings in a single bound. Yeah, that seems like that's the extent of his powers is he's able to just jump really high. Like, he can't even fly. He just jumps. Uh, but the audience ha- loved it. They, like, clapped every time he did it. Wow. Um, yeah, it's quite an experience. Shit. So that's Twisted Pear, and I'm contemplating buying it from his website <laughs> so you can all can enjoy it too uh i have faithful findings i just need to get around to watching it yeah um i gave mandy another shot because it okay. was the midnight this week at the esquire and it was better the second time around because uh, it's that phenomenon of like the second time you watched it mm. it's faster my biggest thing was yeah telling you not to see this because it feels so slow but it's it seemed faster for me, but it's also like I was sitting there at the hour mark. I think it was the hour mark. It certainly felt like it of like, oh, Mandy's not even dead yet. Um, so crazy uh, Nicholas Cage journey hasn't even begun. And um, yeah, hmm. but I think after that, it does feel more accelerated because he's just killing and killing and killing. And I'm not sitting there like wondering what's going to happen. I just know what's going to happen. Nice. So I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to see it. Like I said, I, yeah. I, I can get it at Redbox. I it's think I'll it's do got that. such an interesting mood and aesthetic. I think it's probably worth a watch. But It'll probably look great on your TV, too. Yeah. yeah. It's very colorful. Um, then the last thing I saw is a sci-fi movie called Prospect, which was at the Denver Film Festival, but I, I didn't get to, to see it until... So at the Denver Film Festival, my last movie, Anime the Apocalypse, um, the projector died like five minutes in the movie. Mm. So they gave me a voucher to see something else. So I saw prospect. It's a sci-fi movie about uh, a father and his daughter. And they're like, like they, they work in space and it's not, I'm not, it's not quite clear what they do, but it's some kind of like fixing things. Um, uh, they go down to this planet and there's like an accident with their pod um, and they can't get back. Um, and they're poor like they don't have a lot of money, so they kind of have to like do this one job mm-hmm. to fix the ship and get back. Um, and shortly after they're down on the planet, they're they encounter some other miners, um, who like there is a misunderstanding, um, and they end up he and his daughter, and then there's the other two miners, her father and the assistant both kill each other in a skirmish and so the other miner and the daughter are kind of he's injured so they kind of need like her to help him and then he need she needs him to find a way to get off the planet Mm because the ship's broken um and it's a cool like they basically just shot in like the pacific northwest but then they put like an orange filter over it and then there's always kind of this like floating dust in the frame so it feels like a, a little bit like an alien world mm-hmm. um and uh the, it's an alien world so they're always like they're always in like space helmets and they have to deal with uh like air filters and stuff yeah um and they 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 speak in a language of like you understand it but they also kind of tweak things like the med kit has like a different name and stuff and they mm-hmm. have diff- kind of a little slang for the the work that they do mm-hmm. um but it's a very s- small scale story. I, Jay Duplass actually is a producer on it. And I think he's the mm. dad. Um, so it's so like it's, one of those Duplass Mumblecore brothers, Mumblecore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so like, you know, the miner who kills her father, like they eventually like come to an understanding and realize like, you know, what they need, you know, like it, her dad was basically stealing from them while they were stealing from him. Mm. So it's kind of like a gray area of morality of like, you know, 
they yeah. were defending them, themselves um and then uh yeah so they there's this like this is the the thing that they're mining is underground there's like these alien creatures that they're like the the alien um face grabber pods mm -hmm. without the legs and then if you do the special procedure like you distill the the egg sack or whatever there's like some kind of mineral inside that everyone's trying to harvest oh. and there's this, this really big one they find like this this space pearls space pearls um so yeah and then like the the journey that they go on and like the aesthetic of the world is pretty interesting so hmm. it I, looks cool I, yeah i yeah. expected it to kind of be medi mediocre but i actually enjoyed it a lot so cool recommend it neat prospect very cool and that's it for me Cool. James? Um, just a couple things. I, I uh, While we were out of town last week, got a chance to rewatch Bandits, uh, oh, which is only on while. DVD. Um, and I realized the reason I don't own it on, on Blu-ray is simply because it's not on Blu-ray. Because um, <laughs> that movie is still incredible and, Get and holds up so well. Uh, so it's, it's Bruce Willis, um, Billy Bob Thornton, and Kate Blanchett. Um, and the two guys break out of jail and start robbing banks by kidnapping the bank manager the night before and then just going with him to the bank in the morning when there's like nobody you have to worry about and like it's really easy to do and like you know um and then Kate Blanchett happens and like <laughs> as she does that movie is like is really great it's it's funny how long it takes before like I was watching it and I was like man Kate Blanchett still isn't in this movie and then of course yeah when she pops up like the whole the whole yeah, the movie, movie changes yeah, dynamics totally um, different and it's it's still so good um, I, 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 yeah, I hadn't watched it in a long time and it's so worth checking out. Mm. Like that movie just stands yeah, out I would say really forever. Well. I think I have it on DVD, but I don't, yeah, but you I don't, should watch it. It's great. Um, I don't check my DVDs as often as yeah. I used to. Still really funny, tight script, like, uh, a really good reveal at the end. Um, I, mean, I won't say too much, but like, anyway, it was really fun watching it with somebody who'd never seen it before. Um, because when stuff happens at the end, she was like, oh. Oh, like, you know, she got mm -hmm. there just in time. Yeah. You know, it's like the perfect little reveal. Um, so anyway, uh, I also on a on a flight this week, uh, got a chance to watch Deadpool 2, um, which was perfectly fine on a plane. Uh, it was on Delta, which you, actually those screens are really good. And like watching mm -hmm. a movie on those flights. I think I've flown Delta in like 18 years. Yeah. It's, yeah. I was so flying they still to give you wings? New York and <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They didn't give me shit. Uh no they didn't they gave me great little cookies, and I got to watch a movie. Uh, anyway, Deadpool two was great. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Did um, you see it yet? Did you not see no, it? No, I still hadn't seen it. No, wow. I never did. Yeah, I own it. I watched it on a plane though. You should have waited for Once Upon a Deadpool. Uh no. <laughs> um, I I was actually pleasantly surprised at how much of that movie like matured in a way. Mm -hmm. Like the actual when you boil down like what he's what that movie is sort of about like the driving f plot of that movie I, like that's a real superhero story um that just kind of works mm -hmm. um and then of course you know there's all the deadpoolness of it that i think is great um like it's one of those where like the stakes actually seem high yeah but then of course you know near the end you remember like oh no the stakes aren't high at all like it's all fine um I, I thought it was great. Everything about it, like the, all of the Domino stuff, to me was really cool. Oh yeah, um, like the way they used that. Sometimes it was just like big CG moments, but um, some of her little lucky moments, I was like, "That's really smart. That was a cool way to use her talent." Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. Um, and 
not so crass that I couldn't watch it on a plane. <laughs> uh, I mean, the baby legs part on a plane was funny. a little uncomfortable, but great. Yeah. Does the plane version have the killing baby Hitler at the end? No, because it's not the super dope edition. It's just the, the super duper edition. Um, like it's super just a regular. <laughs> I, yeah, well, that's just that's just me because I say super dope all the time. Um, yeah, so it's just the regular version. I Again, I own the super duper edition, but just hadn't watched it yet. Because well, Brooks has never seen the first one. I wish they kept that in the movie. I know that's the best part. Oh yeah, when I got to the end, I was like, "Why isn't that like?" I thought the Green Lantern part was the best, but then I saw the Baby Hitler (laughs) stuff. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so dark." (laughs) You finally made it, kid. (laughs) Oh, this is so hard. (laughs) This is easy. Um, I also got a chance to catch up because I've got my list of things I got to try to fix before the end of this year because I missed so much, and by missed surprisingly a lot of the stuff i missed i'm like i don't actually care um well you didn't see 135 movies like i have no i didn't um i missed some <laughs> things like do i need to see oceans eight no i don't care that much um do i need to see widows yeah i actually do care um mm-hmm. i also felt like i needed to see upgrade so this week i rented upgrade oh better um, venom <laughs> hell yeah better venom that movie's really good no i really like, like upgrade i'm surprised i i just watched it because i was like well you know i'll just throw something on and whatever um i was just working on stuff and it was sort of at first just on in the background and within 10 minutes i was like this shit is like well done mm-hmm. um and i think the it's it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's a cool action movie little idea. Like a very it's like the perfect example of a Bloomhouse film mm. where you they've there's a lot on the screen, but you also know it's a low budget film, but you don't feel it, you know? Yeah. Um It immerses think, you enough. Yeah, right. Like, I think the ideas are really cool, the action scenes are really cool. Um love the car chase. Uh I think the ending is the reason why I think that movie is great. Mm. If they had, if they'd copped out, I would have been disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but where they leave you, I was just like, "Fuck yeah, that was great!" I can totally walk away and just be like, "What a neat little idea!" Yeah. Like, what a great Twilight Zone episode, um, which is exactly what it feels like to me. I haven't um, seen it since theater, but I was surprised that Lee Wannell uh, directed it. I don't know who that is. He's the guy who did. He was the co-writer and uh, creator of Saw. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, cool. also he's part Insidious. of the Insidious thing, yeah. Because oh, okay. I haven't seen Insidious 3 yet either, so like I didn't really know what his directing style would be like, but oh, upgrade good. fucking great. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way he shoots, all that like fixed camera stuff, uh, I found really effective. Yeah. Um, Especially, yeah, like bizarrely, because yeah. usually that gets wasted it's as like... one of like, my favorite movies from this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I yeah, those action scenes were, were wonderful. And the whole... All, the actual reveal of the plot of that movie when you finally figure yeah. out like the u- the universe and how that world works i was like oh this is really smart so uh and then the last thing was i finally got a chance to watch incredibles 2 um another one that i missed from this year because mm-hmm. uh, i think that was literally like either the week of the wedding or while i was in on the honeymoon or something like yeah, that i, it, I it, haven't i haven't seen it yet it was the week oh. of, it was the week of comic con and then the w- wedding oh, was that's right, right after right so. the wedding was the next week like there was no time yeah, so we all saw it, was, it eventually yeah. <laughs> i haven't um, seen it yet oh yeah really? well oh, yeah. i would say you should check it out um i think it's flabby like it <laughs> it, it feels like like there's a lot of really funny stuff and it's definitely worth watching i think it falls short of being great 
because it it's it's got some little ideas that could have made for a really good Pixar movie where they're it's a Pixar movie that's a superhero movie at a time when you know the first one was early when there weren't a lot of superhero movies I kind of expect them to say something and there's there's the bones of a really good lesson here I mean, especially this whole like, yeah. There, there's some really I think good it felt ideas. Like the, the, the villain was like kind of like it was there because it had to be. Yeah, and it's too bad because the idea of Screen Slaver, there's some neat stuff there, but it's like the puzzle pieces of that villain don't fit together. Yeah, it's just like uh, it could be anybody. Let's just pick that character to be the right. Yeah, and and it's too bad because like I think the backstory has some good themes, but those don't relate to what the the villain is doing. And that doesn't quite relate to the villain's ultimate plot. And so, like, they just don't fit. But at the same time, I thoroughly enjoyed it the whole time I was watching it. And, I mean, I think the family itself is the reason you're watching the movie. And so, unfortunately, like, it just falls short of being an amazing, smart film. It just becomes like, oh, this is fun. Mm. It's like... I was going to say, it's like Monsters, Inc. or Monsters University, but then I went, no, because Monsters University has exactly what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. where there is a really good Mm -hmm. lesson and something to be said, and it ties out so well that you had a great time, and when you get to the end and you get the medicine, you're like, oh, man, that was great. This is one where it's like, you had a great time, and after the movie's over, you realize there's like medicine spilled on your shirt, and you never ate it. Like That's what it feels like. like, there There was something there, but you never quite delivered. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's good. You should definitely check it out. I mean, kids will love it. It's probably better than most of the animated movies that are going on. Holy shit. I'm sure it's better than that goddamn Grinch movie. Those trailers look terrible. <laughs> um, we should start rating anyway. movies that way. Like, so Zach, should people go see this movie? Like, no, it's too flabby. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't tight. Big old There's flabby just... f- thermometer on the site. <laughs> <laughs> For, for an animated movie, I don't expect them to have as much fat as this one has. On like, a scale just, of, you need to trim some shit out. On a scale of fit to love handles, I'm going to give it like, <laughs> I'm middle put a of the road. Flabby tomato on that on <laughs> <our> website. <laughs> but anyway, that that is uh, pretty much what I've been watching. Uh, I watch a few things. I watched uh, Twelve Angry Men. Hell yeah, Criterion. you did! Wow, um, yeah, that's a great movie. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. I forget how fast it moves. Do you have the Criterion? Yeah, nice. Uh, for um, for just a movie that's set in one room, it moves really quickly. Yeah. Um, all the actors are on point. If you don't know what 12 Angry Men is, it's about a jury trying to decide the fate of a first-degree murder case. And uh, one guy is holding out, and he's trying to convince the other guys that there's enough reasonable doubt to believe that the person commit the mur- murder. And throughout the whole thing, uh, they're doubting him. And then the reveal at the end about you know the dad and his son is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um and I think, I think it's it's one of those where like that plot has been stolen so many times. Oh yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. Like you've you've seen people reuse it, but that movie still holds up. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that was like one really of those well. like rare like black and white movies they'd show. They they showed in like middle school and stuff like that. Like like our social mm-hmm. studies teacher showed it to us, and that yeah. was the first time I ever saw it. It's fucking great. Yeah, no, it's a fun movie. The Criterion's uh, pretty uh, solid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it a while ago. I haven't. I didn't watch it till like this week. Um, to my Cary Grant thing, I watched The Bishop's Wife, um, which is kind of like It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, the Bishop's Wife stars Cary Grant and Loretta Young. Uh, Loretta Young is the wife of a bishop, and the bishop's uh, trying to raise money to build a new church. Hmm. 
and he's visited by Cary Grant, who plays an angel. <laughs> and uh, through the whole film, the bishop is so concerned with wanting this new church. He's losing sight of loving his wife and his family. And Cary Grant has taken his wife ice skating and showing and the the bishop knows that Cary Grant's an angel, mm-hmm. but doesn't quite believe it. So there's uh, Cary Grant is really great in it. He um, he can't quite tell if maybe he's being like a little uh, I don't know what the right word is, but he's uh, playing like you. It feels like maybe the wife is falling in love with him, but it's not really what's happening. It's Cary Grant's angel showing the bishop what he's missing out in life by trying to um, build just this church and he's only caring about money. Well, he's playing... I mean, I've... So, full disclosure, I haven't seen this film, mm-hmm. but the way you're describing it to me, it sounds like he's like he's doing the, like, see how you can live your life. Now I'm going to move on to the next town or whatever. Yeah, like, so basically... Uh, and so basically, Cary Grant shows up to help him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what you're missing and this is what you need in your life. You don't need a new church. Mm-hmm. You need to love the stuff you have. Right. And... um it's a really it's a pretty solid film um it had a lot of production problems i, I was just doing some research on it directed by uh produced by samuel goldwyn um it originally cary grant was playing the bishop in it mm-hmm. and then they switched roles yeah. and uh, which isn't uncommon to no but and it's just it's really fascinating because um you can see cary grant helping people throughout and he just focuses on this family uh it, it, it's it's a cute film. I, it's one of those. It's one of those. Like, I mean, I haven't seen every black or white movie in the world, and this is obviously one of them. But when I hear Cary Grant as an angel, like for some reason, I'm thinking of like a '90s comedy in my head. Yeah, it's <laughs> hello, I, darling. I'm gonna save your life. <laughs> the only thing it's missing, why I think it doesn't quite reach like it's a wonderful life, is it doesn't have um, the uh, the fun from the main character, like uh, Jimmy Stewart is. Yeah. Uh, and it's a wonderful life where he's down throughout. I mean, in wonderful life, he's down almost the whole movie. Yeah, but he needs that push, and uh, you have the joy with him. Right. Um, well, I, I never quite got it with the other dude. George is a stick in the mud, but he's not like unwatchable. Exactly. Whereas it sounds like the bishop's not. Yeah, <laughs> it, but it's a fun movie. Um, it's one of those ones that uh, kind of slipped through the cracks at like Barnes and Noble. Is it on that DVD thing? Oh uh, no, it's about? on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, I thought I watched it. Cary Grant. I guess it was last week I watched Cary Grant DVD. Um, but the Blu-ray looks pretty good. It's pretty well, I, solid. I guess I'll have to check this one you should. Out. I'll let you borrow it. Yeah. Just remind me. Um, also, because uh, I was missing Stan Lee, watched Mallrats. Uh, Mallrats is still really funny, especially mm-hmm. if it's been a little bit since you've seen it. Uh, I've seen it so many times, I, I still know the beats, but the... Uh, you know, I picked up on a couple things. When they go to the Dirt Mall, uh, T.S. puts on a clerk's hat. I don't know how yeah, I yeah, missed yeah. that before. Um it's it, that 4K you finally see. Probably. <laughs> uh, and I still think, even though I think uh, Jeremy London's not very good in it, uh, or is it Jason London? I always get those two mixed up. Is it Jeremy London? It's Jeremy London. It's Jeremy. It, it is Jeremy. Um, I still love his line where he's like, she's fucking dead! <laughs> I think it's one of the best line deliveries in the film. Um, and Michael Rooker is really great in it. Uh, you know, we talk about smash cuts all the time, like of like Spielberg and stuff like that. But one of the greatest smash cuts ever is you're being a complete ass, and then it cuts to Michael Rooker's ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and you forget that it's Jason Lee's first movie, and he's so good in it. Oh, he's so confident. It, it's, in he it. understands how to deliver Kevin Smith dialogue better than I think anybody. Him and Ben Affleck are Kevin Smith kind of <laughs> understanding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then the Stan Lee stuff's uh, wonderful. Um, 
And I, I actually I think well, one of my favorite, I still use it to this day, uh, Ben Affleck is, who's your favorite new kid? Call me Joey. Joey. <laughs> um, it's so stupid, but it's awesome. Uh, hold on. I love that. Like, I tell you what you need is a fatty boo betty blunt. And <laughs> I think you can see a sailboat. There's a big titty mermaids and all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a fun film. Um, I, it's a high school one I always loved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and I, I watched The Princess Bride. Uh, my little boy wanted to watch a fun movie, so I picked that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I will say, so it's a new 4K scan from Criterion. Mm-hmm. And it looks stunning i mean there's things Even in that, the menu <laughs> yeah the menu so there's parts um you know you notice it's not a 4k uh blu-ray but there's things you notice in 4k like not everything looks great but when they have a new 4k scan you can see um stuff in like their costumes like humperdinck's costume is where i really noticed it hmm. uh buttercup's uh red dress really popped um and what i love too what criterion does is they keep the level of grain in it so it keeps the it looking like a film uh, but just sharper. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the movie's so great. It, I, I love the lead up, the, the three fights that, uh, Dread Pirate <laughs> Roberts has, um, you know, when he's talking to Anigo and it's, um, it just, when they're just having the one-on-one yeah, their banter, yeah. banter is great. And then even, uh, Andre the giant mm-hmm. where, uh, he says, uh, you know, I missed you on purpose. I don't have to miss. Yeah. And he says, and, and uh, Carrie always has a great line. He says, I believe you. Uh, <laughs> and he says, you know, sportsmanlike. Oh, I could kill you now. <laughs> and it's really, it's really great. Uh, yeah. And him uh, amusing uh, uh, Fasini. Yeah. <laughs> how smart he is yeah, and, and how dumb it's like, and I, and I choose what in the world could that be? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just like giggling. And he, yeah. I saw that gif earlier on in the week when you made that post. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, so it's so dumb. Like, this is how clever uh Goldman's script is. And he's, he's talking about how deadly Iocane powder is. And then, you know, Buttercup says, all that time, you, uh, it was your glass of wine. He's like, no, I poisoned both. I developed an immunity to it yeah. after he just got done saying it's the deadliest <laughs> stuff in the world. Yeah. It's uh, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. You dug I, into the features yet? Uh, yeah, they're awesome. They have nice. a few new ones, um, but they do have a great roundtable with uh, William Goldman and uh, a couple of the other creators of it. Oh, that's cool. Um, I, 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 It's one of my favorite movies, and every time I watch it, I'm just it's reaffirming how great the movie is. Yeah, because you can catch little nuances throughout the film, and then watching it on Criterion, it's like watching Night of the Living Dead. You know, you watch it, and it just looks it's stunning, and the packaging in it's amazing. Um, so I wish Criterion's weren't always so expensive, and I'd get more of them. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's if they do movies I love like this then it's totally worth it yeah yeah um, and they they use that to fund them you know yeah saving so films that nobody cares about if if you get at the right time like i think it's like 19 dollars i paid for princess bride i know night living dead was 16 bucks yeah yeah um 50 of sales right now like right now yeah so, so i mean you get it for 20 dollars at barnes and noble and it's totally worth it um and you're right. So it pays for the stuff like I could care less about the french stuff and yeah so like they announced but, their february titles and i'm going uh nope but at least that way, you know, their, their whole mission is to go save film and, and exactly. restore film. And so. that's their whole mission. You're right. Their whole mission is just 
maybe yeah. taking obscure films or films they think are important. You might not like them, yeah. but what they think are important and preserving them. And I think right. that's an incredible um, gift that everybody should yeah, I mean, they're exploit. Doing, they're doing a Magnificent Ambersons release. I don't know if it's this week or next week, but they're doing that one. That's yeah. Wells' second film. Like It's good because Warner Brothers is just going to let it rot. So. Yeah, no, and I, I, I agree 100%. Yeah. And even when they do do stuff, you know, I will probably end up getting some like it hot just because their their features oh, yeah. and stuff are really good. Yeah. That and it's a new 4K scan, so well, yeah, it's um, it's worth it, worth it because it, it in 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 quotes for us as materialistic collectors. Exactly. But it, like I said, you see things that you've never seen. When I watched Night of Living Dead this year, uh, I've seen that movie so many times I can't even tell you. But the clarity, mm-hmm. it's like watching a new movie. And the Princess Bride is stunning. I mean. Yeah. Because you're so familiar with your favorite movies, and then when you see him, I, I mean, right at the beginning when she's talking to Wesley and she's, you know, farm boy, but like the greens and everything just is, um, it's a beautiful film. If Criterion can keep going on their roll, I want them to get the Odd Couple. Oh, I'm sure that, that would be amazing. That'd be great. They're they've been way more open to modern stuff lately. Right? Oh yeah, I agree. Because Breakfast Club's on there now, yeah, and because yeah. I know they won't get something like the Sunshine Boys or something like that, but like a Neil Simon thing, I'd yeah. love them to try to get. I, it. That sounds like a movie they would get. Yeah, The Odd Couple definitely. Um, Not The Odd gonna... Couple too. That's <laughs> yeah. a different scenario. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, one more thing, I forgot. I watched. Has anyone seen Xanadu? But maybe. yeah, no. Of course, I have. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh, it's an Alamo party thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not just sitting at home waiting for me. It's fucking ridiculous, right? <laughs> well, I, like, I always imagined it was uh, the story about, like, some futuristic uh, space civilization where, like, they're really into music and dancing and stuff. Um, and no, this is, like, some allegory to, like, Greek mythology and. Mm-hmm. Um, Fred Hester I didn't realize it was Fred Astaire until the credits. Oh, yeah. Um, it takes you a minute because he's getting old like, this as shit. spending a lot of time on this old guy. Yeah. But I was just baffled as the, the other guy is this artist for album covers. Mm-hmm. So he's not, like, musically inclined. He just paints the stuff that he's told to paint. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why not make that guy a rock star or something? Because would, he would have more incentive to build the Xanadu Club other than, like, mm-hmm. hey, I met this guy who plays the flute on the beach. Do you know how high they were probably right in that film, dude? Like I'm, I guess. Yeah. It's I I don't know. I've seen it like once, and I remember watching it and going like, okay, I saw. Its that. reputation precedes it. Very yeah, much, so. it's a cult film. I get it. It's got an audience. It's yeah. But I thought it was like a fun audience. Like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my audience did enjoy it, but I was just like, this isn't the fun like. Maybe this should have done better when it was released. It was like, yeah, yeah I can see why I felt. Yeah. <laughs> Just oof. Yeah. You know, you're right, Brady. That's how I felt about the whiz. <laughs> uh, this week on Real Earnest Podcast, we saw Fantastic Beast 2, Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, <laughs> Grindelwald? Yeah. <laughs> Who's an English guy, I guess. We like wizards. Brad, should people see Fantastic Beasts? I don't know. Didn't watch. <laughs> James, should people see Fantastic Beasts? <sighs> I mean, look, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you're just going to go see these movies anyway. Um, what I will say is I have been consuming a lot of Harry Potter stuff lately. Um, I, I have a lot of problems. This is maybe the most just fun I had. Like I was the most okay walking out of this one where I was like, yeah, that was fun. This was cool. And that was cool. And blah, blah. this movie is like two hours of some fun. And then like 30 or 40 minutes of the movie 
and the movie is problematic. But, uh, you know, it's worth it to see the fun stuff. Um, but then, yeah, when, when all of the exposition ending happens, like, uh, I have, yeah. I, I will talk about what my real problems here are. Um, the biggest problem I have with this movie, though, is the biggest problem I had with the last two minutes of the last film. So um, some really great, smart, cool stuff that she did. Um, but, man, there's just a few things that really dropped the ball. So anyway, um, sure. Zach? Um, I mean, echoing James, like if you're a Potter fan, go. I mean, it's part of the story. It's part of this canon that Rowling's developing. Um, and as a Potter fan, like I, I had fun with it, but this is the first time. Like, so I've read these, I've read those books like countless times throughout school, and like even into adulthood, and watched those movies countless times. This is the first time as a Harry Potter fan where I got confused, and I don't know if it's because I've stepped away from Harry Potter stuff in the last two years or what. I don't know, but stuff felt like missing to me. Um, and then stuff that I expected to happen also felt cloudy because I couldn't really, I don't know. Like, it, it, I will say this: if as a Potter fan, I was fine with it. As a film fan, I was not too happy with it. But it's it's a, it's an escape for two for two hours and fifteen minutes. So I wouldn't discourage you from seeing it. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I will say this though: I liked uh, Jude Law's Dumbledore a lot. Great. So, and he has one of my favorite lines of the year in this movie. There's great things in this film that I don't think pay off for me, but that doesn't mean it won't pay off for others. There are great things in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll actually pick it back off both of you. Uh, I'm a Harry Potter's fan. Um, I like the movie. I think you should see it. However, I think this is the most dense Harry Potter film Mm -hmm. where you need to, in in so much, you need to know the character's histories to, uh, kind of get to there because, uh, there's a lot of backstory there, whether it's Grindelwald or it's Newt. I mean, there's a lot to unpack. How about, yeah. how, though I shouldn't say that in this. Uh, what I will say is this is the first time I've watched a Harry Potter film and felt the way Harry Potter fans did and all that other bullshit yeah. I had to watch. Yeah. And that's the thing is I don't, I didn't struggle with it. Yeah. But if you went into it cold. Even if you've seen the first Fantastic Beasts, I think you're going to struggle with some of the stuff in this film because yeah. it's really deep. Well, and and I uh, yeah, it, she does the thing that I think she does way too often, which is she puts all of the information at the end. So there are mm-hmm. times where you're intentionally lost because she leaves you lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are times. But what was cool for me was this was one where I was watching it and they would like name drop something or do a thing. And I was like. I got excited yeah, for dumb reasons, but I got excited. <laughs> but then the end of the movie happens and none of that pays off. But anyway, sorry, I'm yeah. taking over. No, no it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you should see. Here's the trailer for Crimes of Grindelwald. Address. What's that? A safe house in Paris. Why would I need a safe house in Paris? Should things at some point go terribly wrong, it's good to have a place to go, you know, for a cup of tea. My brother's... My sisters. The clock is ticking faster. My dream. We who live for truth, for love. The moment has come to take our rightful place in the world where we wizards 
for free. Join me. Or die. The wizarding and non-wizarding worlds have been at peace for over a century. Grindelwald wants to see that peace destroyed. You want me to hunt him down? To kill him? Dumbledore, why can't you go? I cannot move against Grindelwald. It has to be you. You don't suffer from motion sickness, see? I don't do well on boats. You'll be fine. <laughs> Do you know why I admire you, Nick? You do not seek power. You simply ask, is the thing right? The time's coming when you're going to have to pick a side. No, I don't do sides. What are you going to do? I think it's something. Mute, you never met a monster you couldn't love. Let's take him. That's your brother? I think that might have been the best moment of my life. Nicholas Flamel was the one where <laughs> they said that name and I went, or no, he showed up and I, I knew who he was and was excited. And then I was not happy with the way that ended. But at the same time, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's so in the film, I mean, it's it's pretty self-explanatory. Grandovald escapes sure. and then he's trying. Well, I was I, I almost said like in a cool action scene. And then, but there's a lot of like close-ups, but yeah, pretty cool. It all looks good. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm always a fan of trying something new. I think wizards flying around and rain and stuff looks awesome. That yeah. was a interesting visual sequence. Um, um, yeah, and I think it did a good job establishing Grindelwald as like a guy who's pretty um, evil. He's clever in the way he fights, in the way that like Voldemort never was. Yeah, so and, things like you know filling the the the, the carriage yeah. with water and like. You know, all of that was just yeah. neat. And even, like, his pet that he loved, he just took he and just chucked it out. I mean, it's just showing that he's cruel. And he, and his um his message, I think, was very fascinating. Um, Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, if we're going to jump all the way to that, like, it, when he gives his speech, I was like, holy shit, this is the smartest... I've ever seen it's the most direct allegory a, we were getting. Well, <laughs> and, well, and just the smartest villain moment that I think she's ever written. And I'll be honest, too. I was so my biggest problem with the the first Fantastic Beast is I thought Colin Farrell was amazing in it. Mm -hmm. uh, you and I are going the same direction. And sir. I was surprised that Johnny Depp didn't destroy the movie for me yeah no he's, okay he's underplaying a lot i of was it. wrong where are you where are you going i was gonna say that i think the worst thing about this movie is johnny depp uh, no let me say that johnny depp is fine johnny depp's about what's wrong the way that v grindelwald is ends up being written is inconsistent to me yeah and i think the movie would be so much better if it were somebody like colin farrell because the fact that 
that Johnny Depp is playing Doom. Basically, like he's this cartoonish villain that then when he has this amazing yeah. speech at the end. That's what I mean. Is it, I'm it, like, why does anyone follow this guy when you're expecting him? I did this voice in the car with, with Zach as well, where like uh, at the end, all of a sudden he's like, remember me? I'm a like he's he's so silly. Yeah, but that's what I mean. He's not a total disaster because I think the moment. Um, so, anyways, he's trying to convince the the wizards that being a pure blood isn't everything. Yeah. So he has this like monologue, and I'm like, is he actually like selling me on this being the bad guy? Right. And then, well, it, because his argument is that. That the the regular non magical people yeah. are going on the way like he has this vision of World War Two and he's yeah. like look this is what they're going to do unless we do something we stop hiding and we take over and control this yeah they're gonna go like you see images of the Holocaust you yeah. see World War Two and you're like holy and shit and that's yeah. where I'm like if this guy was Brad Pitt or really if it was just Colin Farrell where he looks good. He looks like a, a guy who's got a head on his shoulders, but he can turn on that Fright Night mm-hmm. bit every now and then. And those little moments where he reveals Great. his sort of under, like that evil underneath, but only in the back room, that would have been so impactful and such a mature way to tell the story. Yeah. But instead, up front, we get this cartoon villain who kills babies so that then when the twist, when, when the turn comes and Queenie switches, I don't buy it at all. Yeah. Like when she walks down there, I'm like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. Like even the, like the whole argument there for, well, but she wants to be able to marry him. Doesn't work if he's standing next to her. And she's been around long enough within that, the series, quote unquote, to suggest that she wouldn't buy Grindelwald's bullshit. Yeah. Right. Like they turned her into this blonde, dumb, like, and that's not what she is. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, the, uh, yeah, it's, that's what I mean. Like he, he, he doesn't make it the disaster because my favorite thing of the first Fantastic Beast is this um, like almost homosexuality play yes. between Colin Farrell and Ezra Miller's character, oh, which is intentional yeah. and is intentional. Yeah. And because as you learn, Dumbledore also has uh, been. Also, does it work? Because why? OK, I said this to Brooks after the movie. I was like, if I'm Jude Law. I ain't fucking Johnny Depp. I'm just he's not. when they were younger, though. No. I mean, I'm sure, Even right? the yeah. young one. He's got a cartoon evil eye. He looks like an albino, but and like it, like a super evil albino, not a real the albino. the Dumbledore character where he's seduced by powerful people because he had the same thing with Tom Riddle. Right, but and, if he'd looked like Colin Farrell, if he'd looked <laughs> like a good-looking guy. Dude, he's in the eye of the beholder. No, but, yeah. but you know what I'm Even saying. Even if it's a fucked-up red eye. It, it's less understandable <laughs> when it looks like... The the Emperor from Star Wars. No, I get it, but you can be seduced by power. I mean, yeah, but it's, that's just less interesting to me. As I get it, like, but I, yeah. but Jude Law, he's great as Dumbledore, and I think he he, he brings um, a warmth to the character, mm-hmm. which I think um, the I forget who's the actor who played. I can't remember off the top well, of my head. Not Richard Harris, played it first, um, but no, Gam- not Richard Harris. Michael, I like Michael, Michael Gambon. Gambon. Michael yeah. Gambon didn't yeah. have the warmth. No, he played him like kind of an evil Dumbledore. Exactly where. I like the, uh, I mean, the Jude Law version where he's trying to help, yeah, and he's just the normal dude. And, and he he actually talks, he he just kind of out comes out and says some stuff in this yeah. movie. Whereas, of course, in the Harry Potter movies, he just doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, There's actually an article. I don't know if it's on College Humor where they talk about. <laughs> I should have shared it. It's like why Dumbledore is actually the worst character oh, in Harry Potter. He's the fucking worst because he's an asshole. Um, but no, he. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I do love – I think Eddie uh, Redmayne is great. I think his yeah. character is really good. The Japanese cat dragon is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like every time it's on – no, it – oh, you're right. Was it yeah. Chinese? Yeah. I th- oh, I thought you said it. Well, yeah. Except yeah. for the Chinese. moment when Chinese. we first did our introduced to him or the second – second, one of the second moments we're with him. So, like, the scene is they're in the sewer. Uh, they find Catherine Watterson's character. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the, the, the other guy, the other the, – the person the order is following around – Collapsed to the ground, and then we just slam cut yeah, to that cat, weird. and I'm oh, yeah. like, "What the?" There's wow. a couple <laughs> editing things in here. I'm like, mm. David Yates is phoning it in. Sorry, like he just is. Oh, I'm There's sure he doesn't listen to this show poorly. <laughs> um, and I know he's working hard. It's just like there's a lot of weird, real, like just close-ups, and the action scenes are kind of hard to see sometimes. Yeah. Um, and not in a cool Michael Bay way. Like in a <laughs> in a man that was blurry kind of way. Um, yeah, he did a lot of. Like, uh, another one was when they go to the records in the Ministry yes. of Magic. I don't know why he was so close in each everyone's face. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. don't understand. I it a lot. It's um, it was very Tom Hooper. Yeah, but it wasn't crooked, so it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the Dutch angle? So it was a little better. A little better. <laughs> but yeah, it. Yeah. The, but I mean, the it's probably my least favorite harry potter movie mm-hmm. um yeah but I, I still had fun i i, I think it, and it suffers too from that they want to plan more films so it's trying to build something nothing happens in the movie but then nothing i mean the <laughs> ending where they fire dragon fight oh well, yeah. I, I, I don't know I don't so that's the it. part that i was so disappointed was like yeah. i thought <sighs> there's a great version of this movie where like um, it's not Johnny Depp playing <laughs> playing Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and he he has his speech at the end, and then Nicholas Flamel comes in and talks mm. and splits the crowd and creates a, a yeah. war. Like that's actually the because I wanted that guy to do like here's hey you went and grabbed this character out of lore. And plopped him down here, and we're going to get to spend some time with him. And he shows up and tells them to stick their wands in the ground and fight fight dragons. Like, it's... I don't know. At that point, though, it would have made more sense to just have Albus Dumbledore do the same thing. Well, Um, except that we know he's not... And he can't can't fight him. Yeah, well, yeah, the blood pack thing. And I think that undertone, like, that part of the story seems really cool. Yeah. Um, But again, like, all that happens here is, by the end... Your villain, who's obviously evil because he looks like an evil villain. Yeah. Like, he's got a chalice full of diamonds that he plays with. Like, he's super evil. <laughs> he doesn't really, Brad, oh. but it would be great <laughs> if he did. Um, like, he's still out there. Like, yeah. You know, the well, only thing that changes is the. Is maybe now Dumbledore can fight him, but you also set up that problem in this movie. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean,. My biggest issue with this ultimately was is like I this was the one time in Harry Potter um film history where I felt like there's a lack of focus um in the respect of like it has a lot of things to say. I don't know if it knows which one it wants to say at every given moment, but it says it eventually. Like so they the things are there. 
Yeah. Everything's there. It's not clicking for me, and I don't know why. Like, I mean, like, I love Harry Potter flicks. I, I mean, like, the first Fantastic Beast didn't do everything for me, but I enjoyed it enough that I would want to watch it again. This one, I don't know if I'd go back to the theater to watch it. I'd probably wait for Blu-ray. Yo, um, yeah. No, I, I think most people should rent this at most, to be honest. Um, but but I will say, though, that, like, I in, there are things that I enjoy a lot about this film. Like, I love Dumbledore talking to um, Lestrange. Um and he, yeah. there's a great line in there. Regret is my constant companion. Don't let it be yours. Like I love that fucking line. I was like, whoa, fucking like one, this one great thing in the in the middle of this thing of that I'm still trying to process. So, um, it's a it's a fucking like there are great. She's a great writer. There are great things in this. I I want her to maybe get a longer movie. I don't fucking know. No. So my argument is going to be that she's not a great writer. What she is is a great idea comer upper uh what she needed was a screenwriter who's actually really good at this shit um because well, I, I meant the, just from the scope of story like right. i mean in terms Her of dialogue story, action the, i don't know the the building blocks here are wonderful mm. and the the way she's playing with these themes are great the problem is and this is my problem with a lot of the movies uh and the books but at least in the book you're having fun for 27 chapters and then there's just two really shitty chapters at the end um <laughs> and it's very very similar here where i had fun for two hours and then i got 40 minutes of let's talk about the actual plot of this film and explain family trees literally spending time on family <laughs> trees um and then like showing you all these back like you know flashbacks which is such a shame because she could have set some of that stuff up and she ends up spending time setting up things that are less important and then doing all the big reveals at the end in a way that just feels like battery. Also. Like you're just getting hit and hit. And then like there's twists in this inside of the reveals yeah. that are just, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, there, I always have questions, you know, what, what, why is there a baby Dumbledore on the, the ship? You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah. yeah. So oh, there's yeah, just yeah. little things like that, which I don't actually believe that Credence is a Dumbledore. Oh no, no, no. it's obvious um, that why wouldn't? Of course he would lie. Like it's yeah, because yeah, because that's why I was just like, well, wait a minute. I don't. Re that's where I. That's where I was trying to figure out. Like, am I being duped? Like, I don't remember. No. In everything um, that they described in the history of Potter uh, of Dumbledore in um, has book brother, seven. But, yeah, yeah, uh, he has. Well, but it's not. But it's not him. It's no, the one no, that no. runs no, the, it's, um, the um uh, the Abbeford. Abbeford, yeah. yeah. And the only reason I remember that is that Abbeford is the only reason I forgive J.K. Rowling because at least she realizes what a terrible character Dumbledore is and creates Abbeford to come in and spend a whole chapter explaining what yeah. an asshole Dumbledore is. Mm -hmm. um, or how selfish he is at the very least. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. He's just straight stupid. I mean, if you really take a look at it, how is it that you are actively dying? Man, I really hate the last book. How is it you are actively dying? You know it. You've told Snape to kill you. You know that this is going to be bad for Harry Potter. You go on a terrible mission and you don't tell that kid the story of why you trust Snape and that you're dying yeah. because that just leads to a bunch of fucking problems. Biggest you villain, Harry Potter. Dumb fuck. Like, holy shit. He's the worst. Anyway. Uh, you know, in the last book, the uh, uh, the train station with Dumbledore and Harry Potter was it was I got really mad reading that. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, he's the biggest villain in Harry Potter. Well, and it's too bad because 
the backstory she reveals in that last book that now yeah. we're getting to play with is really good. Like I do, I want him, I want to see this struggle where like, you know, Dumbledore is tempted by yeah. this idea and it does, it sounds like a good idea. That's what's great about Grindelwald's whole argument at the end. And yet I'm I go, don't buy any of this shit. I'm, well, I can, and I'm not going to try to justify anything, but I can go back to that line that I just quoted that I really like. I don't. I've never felt like Dumbledore was ever a character that was like too like. We shouldn't. We certainly shouldn't be worshiping him, and that's why I think Gambon oh, yeah, does yeah. a great job with him in the later films. No, I don't. Think, um, I don't think. I don't think Gambon plays him wrong. But but he doesn't I, have the warmth that yeah, Jude Law has. Yeah, but, uh, or or Richard Harris even. But that's a character that's filled with regret and doubt. By that time, there there's really no need to redeem Dumbledore no, at that point. No, you shouldn't. Even though, you know, when you see that chapter in book seven, you're like, ah, oh, fucking horse shit. Yeah, but, and it, 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 I, I've always had a... Reading the books, I always had a problem with Dumbledore around book four. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> Just put your name in the column of fire. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, eventually, because after he, Harry suffers, you know, Diggory's death, mm-hmm. so the next year he's just a fucking dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because like, I mean, and his only and his only excuses, like, because again, like Dumbledore. I didn't want self- you to read my mind. Yeah, Dumbledore's okay. a selfish character who who really tries hard to care, but I don't think he he's he's too far gone to like maybe. To maybe. Give it's an interesting character. It's one that I like looking. I know there's the whole like argument that he is the biggest bad guy. I like that's to, my argument, and yeah. it's no one else's. <laughs> well, I like to think though that oh, he's a right. more well. No, I've seen other people discuss this, like, or say it off the cuff. But the issue is, is that I think Dumbledore is just—he's seen where his actions of selfishness have led him, but unfortunately, he's unable to break no, that I cycle. Agree. I agree, um, and I, I think that's why I think Jude Law is a f- a great choice because I can't remember the last time I saw Dumbledore smile, right? And Jude Law has this warmth and a, a smile. I, who? What he's charming. Was, what character was he talking to? Um, maybe it was the, the, the strange part mm-hmm. where he's talking to her and he has this kind of. Like uh, no, it's uh, Sc- Scamander's brother. Yeah, where he's telling him, he oh, says, yeah. if they ask you to do it, don't do it. Yeah, and he has this warmth, has, like this smile, him, yeah. and it's warm sincerity. And it maybe I mean they'll reveal why he decides not to. Besides Tom Riddle, besides Grindelwald, I mean maybe there's uh, a reason behind Dumbledore's um, lack of empathy, I guess, or well, um, I don't know. Because but at the end of the day, he's bad he, writing on on J.K. Rowling's <laughs> part that she doesn't have a, a very good MacGuffin or or maybe, drive for the maybe, plot. Maybe. Um, well, Grindelwald is someone that he that he's loved, and then when you by the time you get to someone like Tom Riddle or A.K. Voldemort, like it scares the shit out of you to see that again, and so you do anything you can to get rid of it. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of dynamics. That's that you what can, I mean. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. That's why I say it's the most dense one because yeah. you need to know Harry Potter because you're talking about characters that are mentioned in chapters mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. that never really pop up again. Nagini, um, but oh well, that's a snake. But, uh, but not in this movie. No, it's not. <laughs> um, Surprise! It's a lady. Interesting. Uh, Who turns into a snake? I've seen arguments where it's like this. This is just this is so normally J.K. Rowling. Like all of a sudden. Now white men are keeping Asian women as their pets. And I'm like, wow, man, you really took that and ran with that. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, anyway. Anyways, uh, next week we're seeing Creed 2 or Ralph? Wreck-It Ralph. Oh. Uh, man. 
Because uh, the next week, I think we're going to have to see one of them. Cause yeah, yeah, one of them's going to get pushed, but it's just... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, or if Anna and the Apocalypse actually shows up at Alamo. I think that would be fun. I want to see them both. I'm out of town through Sunday morning, I think. Right. So, um, yeah, so whatever you guys think. Um, so, I'm, I'm down for whatever. Um, I've heard both are pretty good, so... Yeah, yeah I'm down for Creed Dose. I'd say Creed 2, because I think... We I'd all rather. need to know what uh, fucking happens. You should do Creed 2 because that way when you see Wreck-It Ralph, it's the second week, and so you might not get a audience of completely kids. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Know? Yeah, either way. I mean, yeah. you're going to get kids. I mean, I mean, I'm going to take Kellen to see it. So. Wait, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get kids. You're probably going to make both of them kids. next week anyway. Probably. 10 p.m. showing if I can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I take Kellen to the AMs. Well, actually, Alamo. I don't like taking him to Alamo um, just because they have that. They're usually, I mean, they're cool with kids if before a certain time, but I don't want to be that guy. You can pretend he's autistic and take him to the Alamo <laughs> free. Wow. Um, no, I. So I usually go to the AMC where it's like five dollars for him to get in in the morning. But I'll probably take him the to Alamo for all though is um is a is a fine place to do that. Oh, do absolutely. That case. Absolutely. I want him to be a little older. He's actually getting pretty good at watching movies now. So my only problem with the Alamo for all, like we accidentally went to it for Finding Dory, and this, they turned down the volume a little bit, and those kids run around like crazy. But... <laughs> I. My, my, oh, parents, my yeah, parents, Creed too. My parents didn't realize that that was not how the album was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for listening, Excelsior. Aww. Face front, true believers. Bye, bye, bye. Love you, Stan. <laughs>Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.